you know, so we, we give God praise and we just thank God, yeah, that people are getting well. It's only eternity that will be able to see all the people that we touched. So I tell everybody, please don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. Everybody needs to have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in their medicine cabinet. Get it. Go on our website, drstellamd.com. Use promo code DEFIANT. You get 5% off. If you don't get it, if you wait till you get sick, by the time we mail it to you, it might be two or three days and you'll be going through serious panic. People have ended up in the hospital because they didn't know this information. Share the information with everybody you know. Give them the promo code DEFIANT. It doesn't matter. Even they don't watch this show. So that they can get this thing, keep it in their medicine cabinet. We don't know what else is going to happen. The last time I heard there was a fluoro, they had fluorona, they had delta crown, they had omni, delta, I don't know. They, it looks like they just cook up something at Davos and then create some name and throw it out there and start harassing us. So just make sure whether it's fluorocron, delta crown, or whatever, omnicron, they are all sensitive to hydroxychloroquine and isomectin. Here is the part, here is the thing, right? There are some doctors that are hydroxychloroquine only. There are some other doctors that are ivermectin only. only. Yep. There are other ones that are bestinite only. That's not what we do. When we get somebody gets sick, we have a whole cocktail. We give them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. We give them uh, a Z pack. We give them baby aspirin to stop them from getting blood clots. We give them a steroid to stop the inflammation. We give them so you know something. So it's a whole cocktail. It's not one medicine. And people I, always tell me, well, I got sick, and what do I do? What, should I increase my dose? I said, no, go back to the website, sign up as a, a repeat patient, and get treated properly. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there, it's a choice I leave to you. Don't it seem like we're neglected? Huh? The government gaining more power from every person infected. Wow. Not from the virus, but by the news and the politicians selected. Wow. Yet the establishment getting fed up at the rate at which we rejected. Okay. Their policies, ideologies designed to keep us divided. Yeah. Cause nothing good really came from in the program they provided. Yeah. The rate of crime, drugs, education, and the wage gaps all widen. Yeah. Under pure leaders, all over crap, but men like President Biden. Yeah. How dare you ban Americans left stranded out some foreign land? Lost helicopter, military drones, that's all because of your poor command. 
man You say you practice Catholicism, but you won't protect the innocent You'd rather have bitty bitty babies all butchered up like venison Your nonchalant foul attitude is evidence that you cheated More thumbs down than thumbs up and I come and all get deleted Real patriots everywhere you go, making sure you're properly greeted With an F-bind, put Trump in there, hope you get the message and beat it Now we can try to impeach, but that ain't gonna bring no relief Both him and the vice president is a lying, murdering thief We're slowly watching it burn as my heart is filling with grief The United States been set ablaze by the current trade and cheap What is to breathe with no ventilation? Hiding every bit of information. Whole house needs a renovation. Telling us about terrorists. I know what the real terror is in the White House with the bigger fence. Signs, bills, grabs, little kids. Speaking of bills, look at what Clinton did. Lied about it, then he did admit it. Then you wanted to go and let Hillary in. Corruption never will end. Every time I go and pick up a pen, I'm dropping a bomb. And it's bigger than Truman's the government. It used to be for the people. They call this equal. They don't care about humans. They just want to shot your arm. They're pushing it hard. Are you not alarmed? Taking the shot at the chance of winning the car, making you carry your card. They never did this with any flu. I promise that if you don't learn from the past, you're gonna get hurt and repeat it too. Man doesn't look like a demon to you, but I know this evil got to see me through. Obama's wife might be your man. That's something I got no reason to prove. How about we speak for the youth? Keep it the truth. Why don't we need him removed? Come see the light of this beaming on you. You don't have a voice. I'm speaking for you. Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, sometimes very infuriating, better half. v Hello, Patriots. By the way, you're an asshole. Don't. <laughs> well, tell, tell us something that we all didn't know. Either way, tonight uh, with us again. Uh, One of our... Uh- Favorite guest. Yes. Man, we had such a kick-ass interview with him the last time he was on. I'm so excited to have him come back. Uh, and this time, um, so I was, I uh, I put it on in Cannabis in Combat and, you know, I I always, whatever. You screw up everything. I do. My brain is is muddled. Um, but uh, it's, it's prep week. Hard drives. It's, fuck you. It's prepping week on the Patriot Party podcast. So uh, we have Dr. Saeed Hader coming to join us tonight. Uh, for a little bit to talk about medicines that you absolutely have to have in your medicine cabinet come the end of the world, which is here shortly. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. So uh, without further ado, because I know he's got a hard stop at seven o'clock um, and I, I don't want to lose any time with him. Welcome, Dr. Saeed. Hey, Hi. thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure. Not a problem. Thrilled. How are you? How you been? I've been good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, we launched this new um, 
basically service for geared towards preppers actually but you know i i've never really thought of myself as a prepper but i started looking at the supply chains and what happened in the last couple of years and i was like man like this is craziness right um we had these just-in-time supply chains like they didn't really affect us in the last two years with anything critical you know but uh if they were to affect us for something critical. And then I started going down this rabbit hole of like, okay, like where do our meds come from? And found out that 97% of stuff comes from China. And and then I started thinking, you know, when you saw what happened with Russia, right? Like we um, sanctioned Russia, right? Like we steal all their money in, you know, foreign markets, you know, we grab their foreign exchange reserves and then they sanction, you know, Europe and the rest of the world right back, right? So they they can easily cut off oil and gas to Europe. And if Europe doesn't have Russian oil and gas in the winter, they're out of luck. I mean, their oil and gas prices are going to shoot through the roof. And not only that, there just won't be enough for everyone to use, right? That's why the prices will be so high. Um, and so the same thing could happen with us in China, right? Like if China makes a move for Taiwan, Taiwan, and then we sanction them and then they sanction us right back. I mean, they can hold a gun to our heads and be like, we're not going to send you any of these meds anymore, you know? Um, and we don't really have, we don't have a backup for most of these things. We, we can't make them here. We don't have the manufacturing in place anymore. We can get it back, but we just haven't done it yet. So I think it's important that people kind of understand that if those supply chains break down and, and anything can make them break down, right? It doesn't have to be a war. It can just be like COVID, you know, the zero COVID policy in China, right? Like if that strikes like a city where they're making all of our meds, how are we going to get those meds, right? Um, so I, I don't know, like people, it's just ridiculous that our, our government hasn't planned ahead for this, you know, well in advance. Um, but we haven't, you know, that's just the way it is. And I, you know, I did find out that the Biden administration started working on like reshoring some pharmaceutical production capacity, but we haven't really gotten anywhere with it yet. I mean, it's like throwing a few million dollars at the problem is not going to solve a big problem like this, right? You need to really like make it a big, a big focus. And it has not been so far. Well, just in time, uh, marketing is an economic strategy that the United States developed back in the sixties. Um, you are, we all are aware of that. I'm just, uh, Gonna go ahead and teach something to our audience that, you know, just in time marketing, that was kind of our deal. That was what we kind of put a spin. That's how we made money. That was how we started our economy and why our economy grew so fast, so strong, because we developed just in time marketing. It, the idea was just in time, it would be there just in time for you to get it. So if you ordered something, like literally, they didn't start making it till maybe the day before or the day before that when they actually started making the product and that just cut down on warehouse uh, delivery costs, all this other stuff. And when you get rid of those prices and you start applying that to other markets, such as medicine, um, gasoline, uh, whatever you want to call it, this all does take time. And one thing that we are an instant gratification society, as my wife always likes to tell you, which we are. If it's not done now, we're unhappy. If you're not happy with how fast your video is uploading, you get pissed off and scream at your phone. Um, the same thing applies in, in markets and everything else, especially when you have to transit uh, oceans to get it here or possibly put it on a plane and have it flown overnight. Just in time isn't as just in time as what you think it is. So obviously idea is not necessarily a prepping thing as more a prepare in place type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I agree totally. And, um, and one thing when I started looking at like prepper websites and stuff, I started you know, doing a re little research because I'd always known that like preppers like 
get fish antibiotics and stuff, right? Just in case they <laughs> need antibiotics in a in a pinch. And so I started, you know, checking into these things, right? And I found out that like human antibiotics aren't actually more expensive. They're actually a lot cheaper than fish antibiotics generally. Um, you know, other people will go to Mexico or they'll try to get them from India. And like none of these other options are really actually cheaper. They're like higher risk and and you're not really saving money. Um, and so so I was like, man, this is like a no brainer, right? Like give people a prescription for like every possible antibiotic they could ever need at home, right? For anything that you could possibly come by. Um, and then they can stock up on it for, you know, it's not really expensive. Like I think the antibiotics themselves cost less than 100 bucks for like all of them and, and the reason they're so cheap is we, we we called like tons of pharmacies just like we did for ivermectin and found like the very cheap rock i think the rock bottom is like 80 bucks 83 bucks something like that is like the cheapest we could find and we're talking about 60 days of doxycycline okay and the reason i put 60 days of doxycycline in the prescription is just in case like i, I don't expect this to happen but that's what you need for anthrax, okay? So doxycycline will treat pneumonia, it'll treat a whole lot of other things too, but I decided to put 60 days in there just in case we have like an anthrax attack and and we can't get access to the US government. Like, so the US government does keep an emergency supply, right? A national stockpile of some things. So for anthrax, we have a stockpile of doxycycline and, and other things. And for, you know, for other, you know, bioweapon attacks, we do have a national stockpile, but when society breaks down, like, how do you know you're going to have access to it? Right. Um, for example, in hurricane Katrina, right. When that hit, there was like 90,000 square miles completely destroyed. And, and that was from Florida all the way to East Texas. Right. It wasn't just Louisiana. And like, you couldn't get in, to some of these communities, right? Because the roads were all destroyed, you know, there was no access in or out. So people in that situation, right? A lot of people actually suffered because say, for example, they might have run out of their high blood pressure medicine or their diabetes medicine, right? And they, people in that situation, like you can stroke out, you can go into a coma, right? If you suddenly run out and you can't get access to a pharmacy or a hospital, you know, hospitals are overloaded. So, um, so I, I looked at this whole situation. And I was like, okay, like we can solve a lot of these problems, right? Like the price is like actually cheaper, even with my fee, right? With, with my consult fee, which I also waive in case people literally can't afford like the doctor's fee. Like you can ask us to lower it or waive it, you know, depending on if you have a lot of people that you need to get this for. Um, so there's the doctor's fee and then there's the fee for the medications. And we try to get you access to the cheapest possible pharmacy. Um, and even combining the doctor's fee and the medication fee is still cheaper than going and buying fish antibiotics, right? <laughs> and and the thing with fish antibiotics, right? It makes me laugh is just, they're still antibiotics. They're the same like compound right it's the same chemical compound it just hasn't been tested for like a human digestive system so i would prefer especially if it's cheaper human antibiotics over fish antibiotics or any other kind of animal antibiotic right horse paste or anything right like it's always preferable to have the human version that was tested on a human digestive system um and also the i mean so again if i was in a pinch i would use any antibiotic that was at hand right whether it was for a horse or a dog or whatever right or a fish um but if I could plan ahead, I would get human antibiotics because I trust them more. And they do, do have like, um, you know, they have to go through, they have to jump through more hoops and they have to be tested and vetted, you know, to, to a greater degree than animal antibiotics do. So they're less likely to have any problems with them, right? In terms of manufacturing even, in terms of like, um, you know, uh, other like compounds that shouldn't be there, like you know, getting into them. Um, so the manufacturing process, you know, there's greater oversight for human antibiotics. So we solved, we, we solved the price issue. And then the other thing, you know, obviously like 
you have like six different antibiotics and you have like tons of supply of them and then like okay what do i do with these which one do i use for what so i wrote an ebook you know it's a free ebook people can and even if you already have antibiotics you know you know you can uh, get the free ebook and it just tells you about all these antibiotics and tells you about all the things they treat and you know teaches you a little bit like i, I don't expect it to like replace a doctor but you know in an emergency, you know, like something's better than nothing. I would expect that you you would still be able to like call out and get a doctor, right? Like even if everything goes to hell, like you could still like send us a message and ask us, hey, like, do you think this is a skin infection that I should take something for? Or, hey, you know, whatever the question is, right? Whether it's an ear infection, throat infection, pneumonia, um, skin infection, UTI, whatever it is, you can always like drop us a line. Um, and that's the other thing, right? Like the communication, um, you can come back and ask us questions basically indefinitely. Like the same with the with the ivermectin and the COVID stuff, right? There's this uh, two-way communication that we give patients, even patients who who don't um, pay us. Or like if you, people want to just register and just ask questions, like that's just a service that there is at mygotodoc.com. So we're doing the, the COVID and now these uh, prep antibiotics and also refills. We'll give a six-week refill for patients who have medications already on hand just in case like for the same thing right like for the same reason like if supply chains break down and the way you know so there's a bunch of questions that people ask it's like well don't antibiotics like you know go bad you know after like a year or two and so the u.s government asked the same question you know decades ago and they found out that actually they retain like 80 90 percent of their efficacy for 20 years for up to 20 years especially if the if you put them into like a um uh, food storage container that's like airtight you can get these on amazon for like 10 bucks or from maybe from a local walmart or target like it's an airtight food storage container then you put it in a cool dry place um uh if it's not liquid you can also freeze it or put it in the fridge um that also helps extend the shelf life but for so we know that the, that the shelf life of antibiotics is really long especially the ones that aren't like you know a liquid form which none of these are um but the shelf life of other drugs hasn't you know we haven't tested all of them so for your chronic medications that you take you know week in week out day in day out you can get the six weeks extra and just like put it on your shelf and then when you get your next like three months supply from your doctor you can start using the six week supply and then put six weeks of the the stuff that you got from your doctor on the shelf, right? So you can constantly, you know, refresh that supply of, of backup chronic medications. So is it just um, antibiotics and and the other whatever your current medications are that you recommend, or what do you have a do you have a list of of basic medicines that you recommend to put in one of my various oh shit boxes? I call them. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so the antibiotics are the most important from a prescription perspective. Like everything else is basically that you would want in a first aid kit, right? That's like stuff you can get over the counter. So basically you go to the pharmacy and basically buy one of everything, right? So like buy something for constipation, buy something for diarrhea, buy something for cough, buy something for, you know, like, so there's like nose sprays that are steroid nose sprays. There's all kinds of like um, symptomatic treatments, right? You can get painkillers obviously you can get antihistamines so all those things should be in a in a first aid kit right and then what i'm putting in is like the prescription stuff stuff right and the other thing that people don't realize is all that stuff on the shelf in the pharmacy like it's over the counter strength but if you double it up or triple it up you know it's basically the same as prescription strength right so like why would you need a prescription for ibuprofen when you can just take four ibuprofen that's prescription strength so questions like that people can ask us they can be like hey what about like a prescription strength painkiller and it's like well you can buy 200 milligrams of ibuprofen without a prescription 
prescription strength ibuprofen is just 600 or 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, right? And the maximum dose is three 800 milligram ibuprofens in a day, right? You take them every six to eight hours, 800 milligrams times three, 2,400 milligrams. So, um, so a lot of the other stuff is just like easily available. You don't really need a doctor to give it to you, but we could give you information. And I am working on like, creating another ebook with like first aid kind of directions and and all those kind of like details about like hey like if you really need if you have a lot of pain if you have like a toothache that's like killing you you know before the antibiotic kicks in take you know 600 to 800 milligrams of ibuprofen and you can even add tylenol to that you know 500 to 1000 milligrams tylenol so I, I i haven't completed that yet but that is the next step that i'll come up with like an ebook um for those kind of things the first aid kind of things that you can you can actually get yourself from the pharmacy what about uh cipro have you found cipro yet yeah so cipro's in there so so the antibiotics are augmentin or amoxicillin um clavulanic acid combo so augmentin uh ciprofloxacin cephalexin is a great one for skin infections and utis is like a first treatment for uti cipro is kind of a stronger one for utis and you know diarrhea and a bunch of other things um and then there's uh, azithromycin that's in there. Um, doxycycline is in there, and then metronidazole. So those are the six. Sweet. Yeah, that that's we have most uh, of that. Yeah, at some point or another, we had most of that. We've kind of gone through a lot of them in the past two years, just because we've been so hesitant to go to a doctor in the past few years because it's just such a pain in the ass that, you know, we, we kind of used up our supply. So we do have to restock here soon. Um, what about uh, natural medicines? If I remember correctly, you, you, you have some background in natural medicines as well. Do you have any information on um, like what we should store on that? Uh, one of our, I asked, cause one of our, uh, our listeners at the very beginning said, uh, awesome topic, making oregano oil as we speak. And then they were asking her what, what it was used for. And they're all, they're talking about natural medicines going down here, um, in the chat. And I was actually just reading a, a whole book on, uh, backyard essential medicines. Um, what, what do you, what have you got in the way of that? Cause at some point or another, the, the medicines coming from China are going to run out. We're going to have to go back to the old ways. <laughs> yeah, I, eventually the manufacturing is going to come back to the U.S. That, that's what I see happening, right? Because the whole globalism experiment is kind of breaking down at this point. Um, and, and it's going to split up into like friendly countries to us, you know, and then there's going to be a core of like countries that are usually like almost always friendly to us, right? Like it's all, it's like 1984. It's like enemy one day and then best friend the next, you know, like in terms of enemies. But um but there will be kind of like a core group that I think kind of is like friendly to the U.S. and then a core group that's more friendly to China, maybe in Russia. Um, so, so we'll we'll be um, kind of what they somebody just came up with this. I don't know who it was. Somebody in government called it friendshoring instead of onshoring. Um, so that's how it's going to start. It's going to start with like getting um, access to the critical stuff in quote unquote friendly countries. And then, you know, hopefully we'll re onshore it. But I, I always do recommend people think natural first. Um, so like, but like the service that I'm giving is like a prescription service, right? So um, I have not done the work to, because it's already been done basically. So, so the work to like come up with like a first aid kit of like natural medications, that's already out there, right? There's actually like encyclopedic volumes of like yes. gigantic books, right? They're like <laughs> natural, like yeah. natural remedies for like anything you can think of. Yep. And that's my first go-to, right? Honestly speaking, if it's not like about to kill me, you know, I, 
or it's like so painful that I'm going out of my mind, you know, and I need something to help right now. Um, yeah, I would definitely go with natural. So like things like um, oregano oil is great. Um, I really like turmeric and, um, you know, that's also great painkiller. And then, or not, it's actually, it is. Yeah, it's a painkiller and an antibiotic. It has antibiotic effects and antiviral effects and everything. So turmeric it's for human. Anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. It's a fantastic anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So, you know, reach for that before you reach for the ibuprofen and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and you, so those are amazing. And I think they are like the first choice for like they should be at least the first choice for a lot of people. Um, but when you need something really strong in like a, you know, like, for example, I recently had a toothache. I mean, it was horrible. I tried to put up a, for as long as I could. I used like clove oil and I used like all these things and they, it was helping. Right. But it just didn't go away. And finally, I broke down after like weeks and I went to the dentist and he was like, yeah, you got to take the sure. right. You got to take the antibiotic. And it was like it was like, you know, it's like magic. Right. Like the pain is gone within days. So I tried, you know, I have like Alimax. It's like an extract of garlic. That's also a super antibiotic it has super antibiotic effects. And mm -hmm. so with some of these um you know with some of these natural things and even like it's like they're not always like 100 percent natural like alimax is an extract of garlic right um and it's like super potent like allison you know extract of garlic i guess you could make that at home but it's not like just chewing up garlic or putting garlic in your mouth or swallowing garlic um so it is kind of like a potent version of a natural item and um so with those, you often have to take it like four or five, six times a day, right? You have to take a large dose and you have to take it very frequently. So if you're able to do that, then you may actually be able to get away with not using an antibiotic, right? For for a lot of things, right? Um, like some people will use garlic even topically, right? On a skin infection. Um, some of these things like aren't super comfortable, right? So yeah. like garlic burns. <laughs> if your skin if is, you mix like, it with honey, it actually works really well. I, yeah, honey is also great. Yeah, so black flies around here right now, and they've attacked my son and I. We couldn't figure out what it was, and now I mean we're covered. It's ridiculous. So I'm probably about to mix up some some crush some garlic into some honey and and pop it on us before we go to bed because we're itching like crazy. I want to change the sheets on the beds tomorrow, but you know it is what it is. So. Yeah, so there's all these great like um, bug sprays too that are like all natural. Um, you can make them yourself with like essential oils and like so no one needs to use like DDT or whatever that junk is, right? That's like wow. toxic. Um, and yeah, so like you manuka honey, like you know, first class like the strongest manuka honey. Um, Comvita is the brand that I know of that mm -hmm. makes the strongest manuka honey out there, and it's not cheap, right? I mean, this is like stuff that they use for burn victims, right? That it's like the very strongest stuff with the highest amount of whatever that thing is in Manuka honey. Um, it's actually used in hospitals for to prevent infections and burn victims. You put it on like a layer on on people, um, on you know the area that's burned. Um, so yeah, Manuka honey is fantastic and definitely a great topical. And and like you said, you can combine it with other things to make them go down better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love natural things and I, I, I would go for them first, but there's like a lot of people who, um, who don't like them. And then there's, I think everyone just needs like some of these things just in case, right? So like, if you've tried everything, you're not getting better and you don't have access to anything else, then, you know, I, 
I really hesitate to use antibiotics, right? Like it took me weeks and I was in a lot of pain for weeks before I like finally was like, okay, I'll take the amoxicillin, right? Um, because I know better than most people what it does to your, you know, normal healthy bacteria and, you know, the link with obesity and just uh, the link with allergies and asthma and, you know, chronic diseases and inflammation and all kinds of things, right? Um, so I always worry that you're going to take an antibiotic and you're going to wipe out your healthy bacteria and, and you might lose a specific important one that you don't get that doesn't grow back right that's the that's the biggest worry because like most of them will grow back after like eight or nine months but you may have knocked out a really important like foundational species from somewhere in your body when you took that antibiotic and you may have like gotten it to zero and then it doesn't come back right um and so it makes me it reminds me of there's this um what they call a keystone species or a foundational species that like the whole kind of like environment of your nose kind of depends on that one species being there. Like there's thousands of species of bacteria in your nose. Um, but if you're missing this one, then it's been linked to like sinusitis and chronic infections and allergies and all kinds of things. Right. So that's lactobacillus sakei, S-A-K-E-I. And it's found naturally in um, sauerkraut or kimchi, actually. No, it's found in kimchi. The kimchi has to be made with garlic in order to like create the lactobacillus sakei. And so like people will came up with this natural remedy where you take the kimchi juice um, that has, you know, garlic in it. So kimchi juice and put it in your nose. And it's kind of like this home remedy for allergies and sinusitis. Um, but you can also buy the, lactobacill the lactobacillus sakei, that particular probiotic bacteria as a powder and like, you know, rinse out your nose with it and put it in your nose. And so I do recommend that to people who have chronic allergies, chronic like sinusitis and these recurrent sinus infections, you know, to see if, if that might be the solution for them. Maybe they took a course of antibiotics at one point in their life and it just happened to knock out that one species of bacteria. And if you replace it, problem solved. Um, but, you know, that's like... I'm, I'm trying to figure out no, who that these... No, sounds awesome. I'm trying to figure try out who these savages point. are who thought that if you take some freaking kimchi juice <laughs> and stuff it up your fucking nose, <laughs> that that's a good idea. Because I don't know if you've ever had kimchi before, Doc, but I've had real Korean kimchi. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you right now. It's spicy stuff, the I know. the stuff in the world. <laughs> I, I just want to know what psycho was sticking so, that up their nose. So normally you would not recommend me stick kimchi up my nose, no. but today you probably would? Yep, okay. without a shadow of a doubt. I wouldn't even stop or swipe at your hand. <laughs> nope. Because right now I'm willing to try about anything because <laughs> that's me. Why? Well, what you just said, uh, chronic allergies. And I mean, my allergies aren't too bad, but I don't know, like I... I I've got this head cold right now that my son brought home and I'm, I, I feel like yesterday was my worst day. And today I've kind of like, I'm significantly better and I've been drinking elderberry syrup. Like it's freaking going out of style, soaking cake in it and eating it and making all kinds of herbal tea. And, um, you know, with some, some good Irish medicine in there as well, you know, good splash of whiskey to go in there, some bourbon cream and some, um, some Manuka honey and all, all kinds of good stuff. And I feel like I've, I've passed it, but then I also broke out in hives all over my body. So I'm obviously allergic to something. I just don't know what, cause I've thrown so much at this. So, um, if I, if I could, if I could like cure all of this with some, 
spicy kimchi and garlic. Like I'm, I'm actually, I, I'd be okay with that. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, the, the red pepper isn't really the important ingredient in there. So I would recommend, you know, making it without the spices. Without. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need this, the cabbage and the garlic and, you know, all the other vegetables. You don't need like the super spicy things. Okay. Although, although that also works for like runny stuffy noses. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, no. this is another thing that I send people, right? It's like yeah. snort some red pepper powder. <laughs> You know, like if you're crazy enough, I mean, people squirt all kinds of things up their nose to fix like a stuffy nose, right? Like the azelastine, right? You can get it in the pharmacy. I mean, the red pepper basically does this. I mean, it stings just like azelastine does, but it probably works better. Yeah, capsaicin okay. is uh, number one thing that will cause your everything to leak out of your head that you didn't want to leak out of your head. Yes, I, anybody who's been maced or pepper sprayed before, they all understand this. Okay. However, <laughs> It, it it is quite funny that uh, you know it's very normal, very normal stuff that goes on that you know that we can you, you probably use every day. And there's a lot of people that don't realize. Like the reason I asked you about the Cipro, um, I, I don't know. Maybe we got told the wrong info about uh, the uh, uh, the one you started out with the an antibiotic you started out with. What the amoxicillin. Uh, no, the other one. What? Doxycycline. Doxycycline. Yeah, yeah. The doxycycline we were given every deployment I went on. Uh, we were given doxycycline for uh, for everything from uh, lesions or lesionaire disease. One of the things that they were always mm -hmm. concerned about, which I never understood. I was like, I thought we had a cure to lesionaire disease. It's like, yeah, you're holding it. It's called doxycycline. doxycycline. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but lesionaire disease, it presents in many different ways. And one of them is uh, constant scratching of the skin, blah, 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 whatever. Um but we were always told the activator for anthrax was Cipro. That yeah, that's one of the things the that you can vaccine. use. For not the, not the actual disease itself, but the vaccine that we that I was injected with now three times, uh, for four three times. complete rounds. Um, that is the Cipro is what I'm supposed to take, and it will activate whatever I guess like you know whatever the superpowers are and wonder twins unite whatever <laughs> apparently Cipro and the vaccine inside my body causes it to be uber lethal to anything anthrax related um that's what we were always told so I always took anthrax um or anthrax Cipro for any diseases I got one especially when I was downrange if I got sick from something we were always taking Cipro so um there's actually multiple treatments right for every disease and that's actually also in the ebook it's like okay you can use this and you can use this as a backup and you can use this so this is like currently the number one recommendation is to start with this one um so so that is the fact for a lot of different diseases in my ebook and just in general in medicine that there's multiple antibiotics that'll work for every disease and sometimes the um, susceptibility patterns of common diseases out there will change and then you have to like switch from like for stds for example this happens frequently where like one antibiotic will work and then all of a sudden you can't use it anymore because everyone used it right and they overused it and then the thing became you know um resistant to it um that's not the case with uh anthrax obviously because anthrax isn't floating around all over the place um all the time infecting people and becoming resistant but yes, Cipro can be used as well. So that's also mentioned in the ebook that, hey, this is the Cipro dosing for anthrax. This is the doxycycline dosing and all of that. Like I go into some detail about all those things. And so there's a section on anthrax and it talks about like the best first approach and second approach and stuff like that. Um, the other thing 
you know, in the ebook is that like I go into like things that most doctors won't tell you about antibiotics. Like I, I mentioned this whole issue of like healthy bacteria and like why you should be careful about taking antibiotics. And, and so I do go into a little bit of detail about that. And um, and the, the other thing is that like, for example, if you search for some of these antibiotics online, you'll find like forums dedicated to people who have had like terrible outcomes from ciprofloxacin, right? They call it being floxed. Okay. So a lot of people have no issues with it. Right. But some people, and th that's why I put ceflexin in there instead of like telling everyone, because cipro will kill basically any UTI you have, but like why use like, you know, the nuclear option when you can use ceflexin, which is like, you know, you're going to work 90% of the time or 95% of the time, you don't need to use Cipro. Um, so, so I prefer to use like the safest option first, that's less likely to cause side effects. And then if that doesn't work, then you use the one that's more likely to cause side effects, but stronger. Um, and, and I don't want to like blow these out of proportion, right? Like mo I've prescribed Cipro tons in my career and I've never had a patient come back and tell me that they were floxed, you know, or whatever, but some people may not realize it. Right. So some people have a change in their health and it becomes permanent and then no one diagnoses them with it because they just don't think about it. Right. So, you know, look up, you know, the forums about floxacins or ciprofloxacin and the other things like it, like, um, moxifloxacin, levofloxacin. So it's a whole group of antibiotics and it does have some like serious side effects. So you got to be careful and be aware that, Hey, maybe you should start with doxycycline and not ciprofloxacin, right? Maybe it's safer. So if I were to build, let's just say, uh, I'm one of the listeners out here and I wanted to build myself my own, oh shit box. What were the, what would be the major drugs? What, I mean, if we were to order something from you, what comes from you? Yeah. So if you don't have any allergies or contraindications or meds that interfere, then, then it would be augmentin, which is amoxicillin clavulanic acid. It's like a souped up version of a penicillin basically. Um, um, you prescribe, um, I know amoxicillin gives a lot of women yeast infections. Do you prescribe the that the special magic pill to go along with it? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking of putting that in there. I didn't put it in the standard thing, but if you ask for it, right? And especially if you've used it before, then you can get like, you just need like one dose or two doses of, yep. um, yeah. So uh, fluconazole. So yeah, yes. that, that I, I may actually be adding that because I kept thinking like, hey, yeah, women taking please, antibiotics, please a lot of them get yeast infections. And so many women don't even know that they, they don't correlate it. So, you know, like if, especially yeah. if they've never had a yeast infection before, they have no idea why. And again, you can start off with like over-the-counter things, right? Like you can, yeah. there's over-the-counter things for yeast infections that are topical you can put in there. Yeah. And, you know, there's all kinds of like um, remedies that you can find online for yeast infections. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing easier than taking one pill of fluconazole Absolutely. and the yeast infection is gone, right? The next day. Um, so yeah, if people have a history of that, you know, then definitely ask for the, ask me to add the fluconazole and I can do that. Yeah. Um, so there's Augmentin. Um, and then there's uh, cephalexin, which is keflex, and then there's ciprofloxacin um, or cipro, uh, doxycycline, and uh, metronidazole or flagyl, and then the last one is, is azithromycin. So those are the six that I would say have on hand, um, you know, in case <laughs> stuff hits the fan. Um, and, uh, and then just have like a first aid kit, right? Like just buy a first aid kit, have all the stuff in there. I mean, like, it's really hard to like overemphasize how important just things like, you know, Detol or, you know, iodine, you know, betadine and um, hydrogen peroxide are, right? And like these actually, like they're so simple, right? And they're like, they've been around forever and like everyone has them in their house. But nowadays they're like my, my go-to for like an 
an upper respiratory infection, if something's coming on, that's like the first thing I go to is like I start gargling hyd diluted hydrogen peroxide, right? Um, literally, it's like the most effective thing in the world. Like nothing beats it. Like ivermectin doesn't even beat it. Like nothing beats just gargling and you know you can rinse out your nose and your mouth and swish with it and and also you know you got to make sure about your nose right so it'll just stop it in its tracks if there's like a viral thing getting into your nose and mouth it stops actually anything getting into your nose and mouth it just kills anything right that can infect yeah. you it kills it on contact 100 dead you know so um so people don't realize that like if you get exposed to like one tiny bacterium you know it doesn't infect you right you need to get exposed to hundreds or thousands or millions or billions right of particles of the infectious agent right um tularemia is probably the most infectious thing that we know of or one of the most infectious thing things that we know of and i think that it takes 10 tularemia bacteria to infect somebody at minimum so for most things it's orders of magnitude more right like you need a lot to infect you and the more that you get so if you do get infected, the more that you start off with, the worse on the worse you are later on, right? So even if you get infected with COVID or with like a bacteria or something, if you kill like 99% of them in the very beginning, then the infection is going to be much, much, much milder later on because you're starting off from like a very small number and then it just can't multiply that much, right? So if you start off with like a huge dose of like the infectious agent, like, you know, the bacteria or the virus, later on you have you know, orders of magnitude more than that because it doubles and doubles and doubles and doubles, right? On and on. Um, but if you can kill most of them with something topical like hydrogen peroxide or betadine in the first couple of days, right? You still have that window of opportunity and you should start like right away because there's no downside to gargling with hydrogen peroxide, right? So even if you just like have like a whiff of a doubt of the, I might be coming down with something, right? Like there's a little tickle, you know, you're like... <laughs> You know, and normally like you don't start to actually feel sick for a couple of days after that. Just, you know, attack the tickle with, you know, all the other stuff that you normally do, vitamin D, C, you know, elderberry, everything. But add the, you know, definitely do the hydrogen peroxide. It'll just kill anything, you know. Do, right you, the do you gargle straight hydrogen peroxide or do you, do you dilute I, it? I, I dilute it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's extremely effective diluted. So I think okay. it's, what is it? I don't remember the percentage that is normally found. Maybe it's 5%, but I, mm. I do half and half, half water and half hydrogen peroxide. I about to say it's two to one, I think. Um, and with that, wouldn't it just be easier just to gargle freaking uh, Listerine? You can mm. do that too. Yeah, that, that Listerine also Listerine is like hydrogen peroxide. It's straight up hydrogen peroxide with water, with a water mix and a mint added. I mean, it even tastes better. So, and you get the added be benefit of, hey, your breath doesn't smell like shit. You know, it's kind of. I, I didn't realize Listerine had hydrogen peroxide in it. Oh, yeah. It depends on which one you get. The, the, the total care alcohol-free one is hydrogen peroxide based. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And and the other things like the, the mint and all that stuff, like especially I, I actually would prefer to make it myself like with mint essential oil, but you know, the mint essential oil also has an effect, right? Like you got to make sure your dilution is correct because otherwise it's going to like, you know, really yeah. be quite uncomfortable. But yeah, like that itself has an effect on your immune system and also killing, you know, thing, bacteria, viruses and stuff. So yeah, you, you can add a lot of other stuff to it, but like, you know, bare essential is just like diluted hydrogen peroxide, one-to-one -one, water and hydrogen peroxide. Fantastic. Um, so uh, I'm sure you've heard about the snake venom theory going around. What are your thoughts on that? So 
like there have been some takedowns of the theory and like so I'm not sure like I, I just couldn't sit through the entire like episode, you know, Stu Peters, mm-hmm. you know, episode with him because it was the way the presentation, right? Like it was so like you drama. Know, yeah, dramatized and not like straightforward and just okay, just get to the point, right? Like just yeah. tell us what is the theory. Um so Mike Adams interview was honestly better. So and if you've been getting into prepping, you should definitely look up Mike Adams because he's he's got he's excellent at it. He's got all kinds of lists and ideas and things like that. But um anyway, I don't Yeah, so my my basic takeaway was that um there are like like there are similarities between certain proteins found in snake venom and the spike protein, right? Mm-hmm. And so my understanding is like obviously this was a bioweapon, right? It was created in a lab. And so maybe they took some pieces from snake venom proteins and put it in there and like developed a spike protein using snake proteins. Not a shocker. I mean, not unusual. Like like I I don't think that that's like and there like that guy was killed, you know, he was researching this whole connection between snake venom and the spike protein, I assume. Yeah. Um, but there's it's not like there's literally snake venom in the vaccines or, you know, that snake venom's in the water or that you're getting infected with snake venom. You're getting infected with something that's similar to snake venom and that maybe it was created along the same lines as snake venom, right? So the spike protein has similar domains in it that are very suspicious, right? It's like, okay, I don't think this nature created this. And it wasn't just like a, a freak accident that it looks like, you know, certain, you know, um, proteins found in snake venom. This was deliberate, right? You you looked at the proteins in snake venom and you knew what they did, and you were like, okay, let's uh, you know, design our spike protein partly based off of the snake venom, right? There's yeah. a lot of other stuff in COVID too, you know, things that are taken from HIV, things taken from a lot of places. So it's like a Frankenstein monster, right? Frankenstein's monster, you know, conglomerate of a lot of different toxic things, and so it's super toxic. Um, so that that is basically, I I basically agree with that, right? Um, but I'm not sure if he's saying that like there's actually snake venom in the, and I don't think he was. I mean, this was my understanding that like it looks similar to snake venom. And then there's a lot of other like, by the way, you know, kind of like coincidental things um, that he talked about. Um, and so I don't know how important all of them were, but like, um, you know, like at the end of the day, what do you do about it, right? Like, does it help us treat it? Or does it help us like figure out who created it? You know, I think those are the important things. We need to figure out who made this and who released it, you know, if it was released or if it was a leak, um, you know, I think that's up in the air, you know, it may have been released. And yeah. so who released it or, or who, who is continuing to release it? That's another thing that like these variants may have also been developed and released, right? Like yeah. that's... Nothing natural about it, right? Like, Omicron is so different. There's no way for it to have mutated to that extent in such a short period of time. Like, Well, well the strange thing is that it's wow. like, if you look at an evolutionary family tree, right, of COVID and all of its variants, like each new variant kind of like crowds out everything else. It outcompetes everything else in the environment. And then, so like you would expect naturally that like the next variant would come from the previous variant, right? Like there would be this natural progression and that doesn't happen with Omicron. And I mean, people have come up with reasoning for why that is. Um, Another thing that somebody pointed out um, was that some of the, like there will be variants that like develop and they'll have like a mutation. And then the next variant in the chain loses some of the mutations, which doesn't happen. Like, Like they generally pile on new and new mutations, right? But they don't lose older ones, right? That's not something that usually happens. Um, so that's unusual and strange. And um, and just there's a lot of, you know, unusual things about the way that it was first 
kind of like um, released on the public. And so like, it was a very inopportune moment at a very inopportune location in China, right? At the Wuhan, um, you know, transport hub at the middle of their like Chinese Lunar New Year. And, um, and then it went straight to Iran, which, uh, and then it killed like, you know, a significant portion of their parliament in Iran. And it's like, how did it get to Iran? There's not like a big Chinese population in Iran. Um, and so these are two enemies of the U.S. So it's possible like a rogue element of the U.S. military, you know, tried to strike China and Iran. And and then either it got out of control or they just decided, OK, let's just like strike the rest of the world, too. Because the other unusual thing was that it went from like no infections to suddenly like being like a pandemic in hundreds of countries, like overnight. Like it just like that's yep. not just not how the things usually spread right and you can they spread like one to one right like they start and then they gradually get bigger whereas the pandemic like each wave it's just like it spikes straight up and then it like spikes straight down right like they go up and down really abruptly right it's just not a natural yep. progression and it's part of it could be testing you know it could have to do with like case demics and stuff like that and testing over testing um so it's very complicated but there is enough like there that it should be um you know somebody should investigate right we should have like a tribunal that investigates all of this and figures out right like was this natural was it not natural was it released was it leaked and if so who developed it and why and what the agenda is here and then hold people accountable right we need to hold people accountable and then if a theory gives us um some sign of that right like the snake venom theory kind of points in that direction that you know um shows that this probably was developed in the lab i think that's useful information to have that this is another um piece of evidence that it was lab created uh, so that helps us you know in the beginning and trying to find who created it right and then the second piece is does it help us does a new theory help us with treatment and um in that sense um the only thought i had after listening to it was that um, like he talks about the monoclonal antibodies, right? That yeah. um, monoclonal antibodies, and so, so like, so polyclonal antibodies, like a certain type of polyclonal antibodies that are created specifically for snake venom are basically treat used to treat snake venom or snake bites, right? They're called antivenom. Um, but it's not like any antibody is an antivenom, right? Like just because we're using antibodies doesn't mean they're anti-venom, right? I mean, it's kind of like, he, he, and that's not what he meant either, right? Like he, it was presented in this way that was like, like you said, overly dramatized. So antibodies are used for a lot of things, right? And they're used in, you know, treatments and they're, you know, polyclonal, monoclonal antibodies are created for a lot of different disorders. Um, and so basically your immune system can create an antibody to anything, right? And so we, and we can create them in the lab too. So the monoclonal antibodies used for COVID are not like anti-venom, like literally, but they are antibodies to COVID and they're antibodies to the spike protein. And so in a sense, you could say they're similar to an antivenom, right? Because it's a similar product that's used for antivenom. You know, it's a mixture of antibodies that are used as antivenom. And it's, you know, some antibodies, not a mixture, but like monoclonal ones that are used. So monoclonal means like one type, polyclonal means mm -hmm. multiple types. So, um, you know, single antibodies that are used for, for COVID-19. Um, but it doesn't help to prove that it's a venom, right, <laughs> that you're being infected with. Um, and, and it's also not, a, and he also kind of said like, hey, because of that connection, like I became more confident of monoclonal antibodies as a treatment and less suspicious of them. And that's not like a great reason to be more confident or less suspicious of a treatment just because of this, you know, coincidental connection. And um, so you should just look at the data. What's the most effective treatment and use that. What's the least effective, avoid that. Um, 
So anyway, monoclonal antibodies did seem to help. And it was, un, you know, unusual that they took them off the market and kind of abruptly also. Um, but the, the thing that it brought up for me or that made me think of was that maybe it would be useful for people with long COVID um, because especially if it's due to like vaccines maybe so like yeah. what the antibodies do is that if there's free spike protein right floating around or stuck to the surface of your cells the antibodies will combine with it and help you get rid of whatever cell oh. is presenting that spike protein and so this is what happens um but i don't know that people actually need help but maybe they do so some some people who have been vaccinated injected um their immune system just doesn't fight it off very well, right? And uh, and so maybe monoclonal antibodies would actually be beneficial as a treatment for people who have like an injection reaction or like a chronic inflammatory disease after like a vaccine injury, right? Yeah. I don't think it would be helpful for long COVID because in long COVID, the S1 subunit of spike protein is inside of our, inside of certain immune cells, the, these atypical monocytes. And so it's not like available for an antibody to bind with. This, I think, so his theory, I think, was helpful for me, at least, like, it triggered this thought that, like, hey, maybe we should experiment with monoclonal antibodies for people um, who have vaccine injuries, and maybe it'll help their immune system to identify those cells that are, you know, creating the antibodies and get rid of them so that their body can get rid of this problem. And that's important for people who have been injected because we've seen now evidence that their body the mRNA doesn't degrade right away. It'll stay for weeks and their bodies will continue to create spike protein all over the place, right? Like whichever cell picks up the mRNA from the lipid nanoparticles anywhere in the body will start creating spike protein and stick it to the surface of the cell. And normally what happens is that a T cell will come along and destroy that cell. So it stops doing that. It's like, why, why have you gone mad? You know, why are you creating this protein that we're not supposed to be making in our body? Um, but maybe some people's T cells aren't that effective efficient or effective at getting rid of all those, you know, quote unquote, infected cells that have started, you know, have picked up the mRNA and are creating spike proteins. Um, at the same time, you know, like killing those cells causes the inflammation, right, that you're having. So like, maybe you don't necessarily want to do that. So it's just like a, it's an idea that maybe we could like look into it, but, you know, maybe it would make things worse. That's, that's also a possibility. But that basically, not in a nutshell, but like, in a bit of length is some of my thoughts on the snake venom thing. Well, you know, when we, we've, um, I listened to all of, or just about all of his interviews. I, I probably listened to 10 hours of his interviews and Mick and I talked about this a bit. We kept ex expecting him to present more, like something new, something more. Um, and at first I was really excited about it because I saw the correlation. I saw the connections he was making and, you know, lots of good prosecutors make great cases out of circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know. It was very, the whole thing was very polished, very, very showmanship and, and not just on the Stu Peters one, but on the other side as well. I don't know. Kind of. So I, I think we always have to like ask like what's in it for you. Right. Yes. And what's in it for him is selling supplements. Right. Exactly. Are, yep. You know, geared towards this theory. Like he's taken, like basically taken a page out of Zelenko's play, playbook, you know, Zelenko mm -hmm. started selling supplements. He did very well. And now, you know, um, there's this catch you're like hey like i've got this you know snake venom theory and i'm gonna sell one different supplement than zelenko is right like there's one change to zelenko's yeah. protocol like i've i think it's nac right i've stuck yeah. nac in there or, and uh whatever um so i mean that's what's in it for him is that he gets a lot of people to his website to buy supplements and so um you know if there's something helpful i don't 
I, I didn't get deep enough into it to understand if like somehow NAC is connected to the snake venom theory at all, if that somehow argues for using NAC or whatever that one supplement is that he added to his protocol. Um, but if that is there, you know, if there is evidence based on his theory that like, you know, maybe this is a very important thing that we've been missing that people haven't really stressed enough, that's that's like the value add there, right? It's like, okay, what do we do about this? Um, maybe we haven't like, you know, strongly enough recommended NAC. I mean, people have recommended it. I have recommended it, um, especially for long COVID, um, but for everyone. But it wasn't like uh, like the FLCCC and Zelenko, like they haven't really been pushing NAC really, really strongly. Um, I think maybe in Zelenko's newest vitamin, NAC might be in there in his, um, he's got EGCG and, and maybe NAC also in his uh, detox supplement, yeah. um, which is like a stronger version of his first supplement. It's possible. Um, so may maybe that's a, a helpful thing. But yeah, the presentation was just really kind of confusing and just like a lot of showmanship involved. And uh, it was kind of, for me, it was off-putting, right? Like I just couldn't get into it, right? I was just like, just tell me, you know? Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm sure it was effective, right? From a marketing perspective. Otherwise, why would you do it that way? Are you uh, are you on Twitter, Dr. Said? I, is that I, like so on. I got kicked off of Twitter and yeah. hopefully with Elon's purchase, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll be able to come back. Um, because uh, Zev Zelenko got restored to Twitter, I think yesterday, Tucker Carlson's back. You got back what? on Twitter? They, yeah. they gave you your nine followers back? Yep. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to yeah, go check I, my Twitter I would, account. Yeah, I would check. So You should have gotten um, an email actually, because I got an email is what it was. And it brought me back because I had to recreate my password. And do that all over again, and I was like, "Because oh, he's been banned for a long yeah. time." So, like, yeah, over that was a great platform. I mean, it it took up so much of my time, and I, I almost don't want to go back to Twitter because I was wasting a lot of time on Twitter. Yeah, it felt like a waste. I mean, like there was a lot beneficial to it. It gives you a platform to reach a lot of people. But exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I like to reach. I can people. log in, but I I still have zero followers. So. Okay, well, <laughs> haven't gotten to me yet. All right. We'll get there. Give it a minute. It'll yeah. it'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Um, last question. And we'll try and make this short. But this uh, wave of hepatitis that's affecting kids here and in the UK. Any idea? I mean, I I assume everything at this point is vaccine related. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So supposedly most of them weren't vaccinated. But what I'm concerned about is like shedding, you know, yes. and and also COVID plus shedding, you know, there's all kinds of different possibilities here, right? Like maybe they had COVID and that primed them to be susceptible to shedding or or maybe it's some form of long COVID or maybe it's just shedding, right? From other vaccinated people exposing them to lipid nanoparticles and spike protein and who knows what. I mean, there's so many possibilities. So, And, and maybe it's just like a red herring that they've thrown out there to like, you know, oh, look, none of them were vaccinated. And I mean, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I don't trust anything that I hear. Um, or see, I mean, until like a lot of kind of like analysis has been done, oftentimes after the fact, like you really dig into it and you're like, oh, you know what? There really was no spike in hepatitis, right? It was just literally a red herring that somebody created to try to like shift our focus away from vaccines, right? So like this kind of stuff goes on, right? Yeah, distraction. Hmm. Well, so I, don't uh, I, I don't know about that because I got to tell you that the majority of the cases have been spotted in children under five years old. Uh, with hepatitis. So that'd be probably shedding, but that's the correct. I mean, kids get a mandatory hepatitis vaccine. Not that, not that they've been injected with, uh, it's not infectious. It's, it, I don't think it's infectious hepatitis. It's like, there's different kinds of hepatitis. Yeah, it's, it's, hepatitis. Not the, it's the, the viral, I think. Viral? Like, 
Is it viral hepatitis? Or That's is it what I'm reading. Oh, okay. It doesn't really say yet. Hasn't really yeah. said. It just says that uh, dark urine, pale gray colored poo, itchy skin, yellowing no, of the no, no. Yeah, so I just looked it up. It's idiopathic hepatitis, which means they don't know what the cause is. So it's not a virus. It's not an infection. Um, so it's either something that we, yeah. So it could easily be the spike protein. And the problem is that no one's looking, right? Like, yeah. like okay, all of our standard tests, we can't find any cause for this hepatitis. Um, but like, you can also test for the spike protein and see if spike protein is in their livers, right? And and uh, as far as I know, no one's doing it and no one would be able to do it, you know, because they would just suddenly be like a pariah in the medical field and they wouldn't be published anyway. Um, but maybe somebody eventually will do that and they'll run, you know, so like in cell DX, for example, like covidlonghaulers.com, they can test you for the S1 subunit of the spike protein, which is found in people who have been vaccinated. It's also found in people who have been injected with vaccines and it, I would assume it would be found in people with a chronic issue from shedding, right? Like they were exposed to the spike protein indirectly from somebody who was vaccinated yeah. and their body kind of like held onto it, maybe it concentrated in liver or whatever. Um, but it could also just be lipid nanoparticles from shedding, right? Like maybe shedding exposed them to lipid nanoparticles. Those things are inflammatory too. Um, so there's there's a lot of possibilities. Maybe it has nothing to do with the vaccines and COVID. Maybe it's some new thing, you know, something else, some new chemical in the environment or some new infection. You know, it could be... Uh, I, you know, it could be a whole new infection, right? Like a virus or something that we just haven't been able to sequence yet. So there's so many possibilities, but it like there's idiopathic basically means they don't know what it is, which means it's none of the things that we know can cause yeah. hepatitis, right? Like, like hepatitis ABC. It's not the virus. Yeah. This hepatitis cases so far in the UK that they've been testing uh, other path pathogens were admitted to the hospital. Uh, adenovirus, uh, far left bars, most common pathogen detected in 40, 40 of the 53 cases, which have been tested so far uh, by the SARS-CoV-2 Kobe two bar. Um, and then hepatitis is right below the adenovirus. So it's like, holy shit. So hepatitis is yeah, right there in the middle of it. Linking this, the, they think that maybe this adenovirus caused the hepatitis. That's just crazy. Uh, I see. Yeah. F41 was found in three quarters of the people of the children. Yeah. But not all of them. So not all then, of them. So it's not a, a uh, complete. Yeah, not a complete correlation. That's yeah. crazy. Well, all right, Dr. Said, amazing as always. Um, where can people find you? I think yeah want your help or more information or have questions or whatever yeah so it's my doc.com that's m-y-g-o-t-o-d-o-c.com um i am on gab but i don't oftentimes log in so you can find me it's at d-r-s-y-e-d-h-a-i-d-e-r um on gab maybe if like a lot of people join me on gab then i'll start using it more <laughs> so um go, go and like follow me on gab it doesn't have an app so it's just really mm -hmm. i don't know it, yeah. It's annoying for me. So. Yeah, if tw if my Twitter account goes live again, then um, I was on Twitter, and I think it's D R S Y E D H A I D E R and Twitter also. Excellent. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's that's what it is. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, we're getting you out of here on time, so we appreciate your time, Doc. Um, yep. A pleasure as always. So, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Have okay. a good one. All right. Bye. -bye. All right. Bye. Well. All right, Doctor Saeed. Dropping knowledge bombs all over the place. Yeah. I I, I love Dr. Said. Anyway. Um apparently we we have a uh, a disbeliever though here in the chat. Um and the wolf pack's been uh been 
getting a little vicious. You Doing know, their normal. Yeah, it's 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 kind of been fun though. Um, so Guess uh, I can dump this story. Stag Staggy thirteen. You're you're a pro science person, but you don't believe in shedding, even though it said it right in the Pfizer documentation. Why don't Why don't you believe in shedding? It literally said in the documentation, and actually every vaccine that's ever been put out. Um, shit, every ha has a risk of shedding. That's every doctor we've talked to talks about shedding. Talks about shedding. Um, so I, I don't, I don't understand where uh, that actually has the title doctor, not just I want to pretend. Who is, who is Pfizer? Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then never mind. Um, we figured you're just a liberal. Yeah. Well, who's trolling. Wait, What's wrong? Yeah, you a little pissed good. off that Twitter got bought by Elon Musk? Elon Musk. So is I this mean, guy. Oh my so god. So are you, you gotta, crying you about gotta, it? You got to play this. This is hysterical. Oh my god. This is so funny. Um. Wait, I can't even just, just, just have it. I'll let it, I'll let it uh, play for itself. It'll play. For, it'll talk. For yeah. Itself. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. So basically, he's terrified that Elon Musk is going to do to the left what the left did to the right for the last yeah, because they did it years. during the election. He's like, and oh my god, they got rid of Hunter's laptop. They made the whole story disappear. The New York Post posted a story that was fucking right on the mark and then this guy comes on here and he says well we don't like it because you could hide something from us oh you mean like the like hunter biden laptop like what you did to yeah. us not more than a or year ago turn down people's reach like the shadow banning it's you know what's freaking amazing um it's it's so funny on twitter today because people are like some people are like man i'm losing followers left right and sideways and i'm sitting here going I'm gaining followers literally by the minute. Like uh, the, the shadow banning is seemingly gone. Um, I'm, I'm seeing new people like my, it used to be that my Twitter feed was literally only the people that I had like flagged on a bell. Like I want to see their notifications. I so rarely saw anybody else's. Um, it, now it's everybody. It's almost uh, people that I've Back to normal. been following for years that I literally haven't didn't even know they were still on Twitter. So like it's all of a sudden back like it, to normal. Like it should have been. Yeah. So yeah, that shit got shut down and and thank God for it. Um so uh I'm I'm seeing things right off the bat. And I know uh, shout out to Kyle at the Big Dumb Podcast. Um, as much as I love you, Kyle. I know you said he did he said that uh, you know, we should wait because it's gonna take like month or six weeks or whatever to get all the processing done and get it all taken over. I don't think so. I think Elon went in there with a fucking wrecking ball and just like, just, nope, just shut all that shit down. Well, I, let it ride the way it should. And there you go. I, I'm not going to say he went in there like a wrecking ball, but he definitely went in there with a plan to stop them from updating or changing every little bit that might be able to hide. I mean, think about this. Like somebody said it today on uh, cannabis and combat. Somebody straight up blurted out today or Justin did, I think. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hey, uh, you know, they have the, he has the keys now to everything. 
everything. I mean, he has the keys to the DMs, to all of the uh, private, quote, unquote, private chats that existed between people on Twitter. He bought all of that. Are you talking about the Q post? No, I was actually talking about what Justin said today. I mean, he bought all of that. Mm -hmm. That's what he bought. All of that shit now, he can go fucking read about it. I mean, I hope he makes all that shit public now. I hope he takes that and just runs with it. And it was a Q post, but I'm I'm hoping he just takes the fucking shit and runs with it. I, I agree. And publishes it everywhere. Let's everybody see it. Put it on fucking Twitter. Put it somewhere else, please. I'm dying to know what Nancy Pelosi was talking about on January 6th. I think that would be really interesting to read. I don't know why people ever thought that their DMs were private anyway, though. Really? I mean, I got kicked off of Facebook for an instant message that I sent to my aunt. I, I had no anticipation of privacy. I don't know why you would think you would have any anticipation of privacy on a public platform. Even if it's supposed to be, it's a direct message. It's not, it's not a private message. They just say it's a direct it's message. It's a direct message. So you're not going to somebody else, but it's message. still recorded. It is yeah. still recorded. Everything's still recorded about the message. Um, but Elon Musk reveals more details about his plans for Twitter after the buyout. And uh, this came out today from Epic News. Elon Musk revealed more details about what he has in mind for the changes to Twitter after it was confirmed that the company had accepted the buyout offer. With the tech mogul's plans introducing new features and ways to enhance the and trust in the platform. Twitter's board of directors said on April 25th that it approved Musk's offer. Yeah, we already know that. Um, but buying beyond is having uh, unclear who's making changes and to where. Having tweets mysteriously be promoted and de demoted with no insight into what's going on and having a black box algorithm promote some things and not other things, I think this can be quite dangerous, Musk said. My strong in intuition sense or intuitive sense is having a free speech platform maximally trusted and broadly inclusive and extremely important for the future of our civilization, he added. I agree. And uh, speaking of free speech, let me address this real quick. Staggy 13, you fucking jackass. All right. We're not pharma shills. What you think we're supporting pharma? We've never supported Pfizer. We've never supported big pharma. If you'd actually listened, I said that in the farm, the Pfizer documents that came out, they talked about shedding. Those Pfizer documents were obtained via FOIA. They were not given out, uh, just handed out by Pfizer. No, no. We fought to get that information and they proved shedding. So if you just want to be a jackass, we'll kick you out. Stop being an asshole. I'm done. Anyway, uh, but he's the, the, He's got a lot going on there. He's going to err on the side of free speech. Uh, he's not going to put people in timeout. Um, he said there's not many more temporary timeouts. He said you're either going to fuck up or you're not, basically. Um, you won't be banned for life either. He said he's removing that aspect of it. Um, Musk has repeatedly questioned Twitter's communication uh, com commitment to free speech after accusations of the platform suppress a minority and political uh, controversial viewpoints, uh, which Twitter has openly talked about even doing that. So, I mean, that really comes as no surprise to any of us. Uh, many free speech advocates have hailed, but cautiously hailed mm -hmm. must take over bid. However, they are also opposed to anything that they have fear that expressed few constraints on the expressions of, of Twitter. And it's too easy to abuse the platform's outreach by uh, power by, for example, spreading disinformation. He said, yeah, well, it's going to happen, but it's called free speech. Um, people have got to be allowed to speak. Uh, 
and he willfully will not turn a blind eye to any violent or abusive speech against users. He said, however, as long as it's not against the law, it will be allowed out on the platform. So that being said, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, 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 I'm holding my breath on it because, uh, I know Elon Musk is also a libtard. Um, I trust, but verify he he's not a current libtard, you know, but he was a libtard. I yeah. know that he goes along that route. Um, the one thing I found very, uh, very, very, very interesting here is Elon in the singular solution. I trust Jack Dorsey throws support behind Musk after Twitter takeover was approved. Jack Dorsey, we all know it was in on this from the beginning. We all know that Dorsey had something to do with fucking Twitter. He had something to do with the shadow banning. He had something to do with the people being banned and kicked off the platform. Yeah. At the end though, I think he started to feel guilty about it though. He was, cause he came out. I don't said, give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, you done, you done. No, I know, but you've done already he, played your truck card and it's already out on the table. Booted. And guess what? I've got a bigger one because you played the deuce. I'm playing that's the fucking why, but ace. That's literally why Twitter You're got gone. taken away from him. Like it was like a fucking coup inside Twitter because he was like, whoa, whoa we need to rein this in where this is too much. We should not be doing this bullshit like let him have at it let him have free speech. I, I don't know dorsey and, said and in a thread booted. that twitter he has always been my biggest regret of taking it back from wall street was the correct first step in the popular platform so he still thinks that his biggest mistake was going public with the company instead of keeping it private yes and under his his control i i, I don't know how to you know yeah I, I still i don't give a shit He's the one who created the blue check marks. He was the one who fucking went on and on and on and on and on fucking trying to convince people that look, I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. And no, we have now much regret find out that he is wrong. And now they're talking about having to potentially pay to be verified like five bucks a yeah. month or some shit. Well, no, that's what Musk is talking about. Yep, exactly. Well, that would, that would solve the human portion. You yeah. couldn't have any more bots. I mean, yeah, unless you paid for the bot. I mean, how many people are going to pay five bucks a head for, a hundred that's a shit that's a of whole lot of bots you, but guess what though you also get some honesty in that but you have it, the dnc doing it and and that's what i i kind of really like there's a lot of honesty in that because you know that these fuck sticks who have like really small followings that pay for followers yep this would eliminate that oh yeah because how many fo followers are you going to pay for it what are you going to spend fucking $2 billion on fucking followers? Get the and, hell out of here. And the people that say that they're losing followers left, right, and sideways, I don't think they're losing actual followers. I don't think a whole lot of real people are leaving Twitter. I think it's the bots getting kicked out. And I, I think this is the best point. Yes. And I, yeah. I brought this point up earlier today too. Biden's going to withdraw from section 230. Why all of a sudden can they make it any more obvious how hypocritical they are? They were the ones that were yeah. pushing 230. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, yeah, you're right. We're going to pull out of 230 yep. because why? Elon Musk because bought it, Twitter. It went the wrong way because they can't use it to control their narrative anymore. I, I, I think this is all fucking hysterical. I think we have more to come. Um, this is just getting started. Oh, yeah. Uh, this fuck stick and everything else that he is bringing to this. We're just going to get to watch this. We're going to be able to kick back for once. We're going to let them remember. I told you all a long time ago, they're going to eat their own. It well, is it's already started and here they go. Here's another one because now Musk is going from this. Oh my God, this green thinker who came up with the electric car to, well, fuck that guy because he's not going to let us say what we want to say.
Yep. So whatever. Uh, it's amazing how they take their their darlings and as soon as they uh, they don't like their politics, they they turn on them. Yeah. And there we go. Um, so what is what happens in the EU? So Elon Musk by Twitter. Yeah. And the EU targets big tech over hate speech and disinformation, like right off the bat. That's their first law. And uh, you don't have it. I was hoping you pulled it down. But uh, Jen Pasaki actually talked about this. Um, all right. Sparky boy, you know what to do. Blueberry duck farts is in effect. Sparky boy. Yeah, Make it happen. It. Um, EU tar makes new law that targets big tech over hate speech and disinformation. Big tech companies like Google, Facebook, uh, parent meta will have their police, their platforms more strictly and to better protect the European okay. users from hate speech, disinformation, and other harmful online content under landmark EU legislation approved on Saturday. European Union officials clinched an agreement in principle of digital services. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, Agreement with the principal in the Digital Services Act after a lengthy final negotiations on Friday. The law will also force big tech companies to make it easier for users to flag problems, ban online ads amid kids uh, and empower regulators to punish noncompliance with billions in fines. The Digital Services Act is one half of the overhaul. And our fucking retard, our president and whatever the fuck you want to call his dirt bag of a hoe behind him. Oh, Biden in chief? Yes. Well, the press secretary came out today and said, yes, um, we're looking to address some of the same same policies here in America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait what? 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 Yep. What? Uh, you want to you want to do this? And this is like completely against everything the, the Constitution stands for. And according to this, the vice president, Maggie Vester, uh, who was in agreement with the original idea of holding platforms accountable for speech, which I agree with that. If a platform wants to police itself, go for it. Should the government monitor it, that's where my issue is. If the government wants to monitor it, fucking monitor it. I give a shit. Yep. Uh, but if the government wants to step in and now say, well, you can't talk because uh, we kind of think you're a domestic terrorist. Well, no, that doesn't work here. You're, no, that... You, that can't happen. That's where the problem is. And she was all, this lady was all about it. She apparently works for, uh, she's in Germany and, uh, she was all about it at first because the way they were talking about it was the companies themselves policing themselves. Well, now she's all against it. And she said, no, this is not what we talked about. What is being, what's happening here is the government. Now the European union will now start policing Twitter, Facebook, they will have, if you go over there, you're going to find this little thing, this little like bot keeper that's following you on your Twitter thread. Yep. So let's say you are comment commenting on something happening, going back, back to this, back on in the States, but you're overseas when you do it, you can still be thrown off of the platform from Europe because you're over there, you're in their domain and you went and posted something online. And now just because they didn't like the way you used your English, now you're gone, even though they probably can't understand it if they try to read it themselves. Whatever. This is really bad because this is just another thing that the current administration is going to try to mirror and bring here to the States. And I swear to God, they're the most 
unspecific unicorns I've ever seen where these fuck sticks, it's, this is just ugly. I, I just, I can't believe it. Uh, these dumbasses want to keep doing this shit. Fine. Let them. Hey, uh, you know what I, remember what I said last night, fucking burn the whole shit down. I, I say that, um, we elect our farce of a government via a hunger game style, random selection for each congressional district and let them fight it out. Winner takes all. Fuck it. I'm down with that. Fight, fight to the death for a congressional seat. You want it so bad. Have at it. God damn. Okay. <laughs> Sparky boy. All right. And this, this, uh, honestly, this staggy guy, I don't, I don't, uh, obviously he's never listened to us before because he claims to be a vet. And yet somehow I, I don't see how he would be disrespecting a, a brother in arms such as yourself. If he's actually a vet, I don't fucking care. he didn't recognize the hat or, or understand that you have more than the right to wear it. Um, yeah, you can fuck off anyway. So uh, that's why I told all right. Speaking of O Biden, this fucking moron. Um, I got into a, a whole Twitter argument or whatever with some jackass who was saying that um, Biden isn't responsible for the gas prices at all. Okay. Um, remember I told you this jackass said that uh, we actually produced more. He pulled some CBS story that we produced more oil in 2021 than we did in 2020 or yeah. 20, whatever. Anyway, um, so Biden slashes millions of acres eligible for oil drilling in Alaska. What do you know? The Biden administration is closing off almost half of the 23 million acre National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska from oil and gas drill drilling, overturning a Trump era policy that would have allowed, allowed oil development on more than 80% of the reserve. Um, they announced the decision yesterday. So that's going to go so far to taking us back to energy independence and reducing our gas prices. Not. Uh, it marks a return to an Obama administration plan to manage the area that would enable the administration to lease up to 52% of the reserve for oil and gas exploration. Meanwhile, the remaining approximately 11 million acres, 48%, which includes the majority of the lands within special areas and much of the coastal area of the reserve along the Beaufort Sea will be closed off to oil and gas leasing. Um, so basically, yeah, we're in 2019, the area generated more than $56 million in oil and gas lease revenue, which is authorized under the Naval Petroleum Reserves Production Act of 1976. And it also is home to protected special areas, including Teshepik Lake and various wildlife, such as brown bears, caribou, threatened polar bears, walruses, and endangered beluga whales, among others. So um, the Trump administration's planned, plan aimed at creating a stronger, more energy-independent nation would have allowed for oil and gas leasing across 18.6 million acres of the MPRA, but it also included various safeguards for wildlife and sensitive resources. Um, the former president's plan was challenged by two lawsuits filed in federal court in Alaska, and there was never a lease sale under it. So, I mean, hey, you know what? Let's let's just go ahead and and ask OPEC to 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 send us more of their dirty ass oil because why not? We're we're not drilling it from here. So, anyway, um, you know what? Oh. Anyway, uh, well, even with that, though, because you jumped all the way over this story, 
and this one. You know, they're still carrying on about this, as you just heard that guy that was up there and he was carrying on. Well, God forbid oh they bring God. Trump back oh, to Twitter. Yeah. Well, Trump is not coming back to Twitter. He said that. I don't believe he's going to come back either. I, that doesn't make any sense. I, to me. I don't know. I don't know why it, the libs would be so worried about unless, it. Unless, unless what you said was the possibility might actually happen. Which is? If Trump helped Elon Musk get the funding for Twitter and he merges Twitter and True Social. Well, that would be one way I see him going back on Twitter. But Trump said that he's going to he's I'm going to stay on truth, but he doesn't actually post anything on truth. He doesn't say anything on truth. He was on Twitter all the time. True. He hasn't posted a damn thing on truth. Not that I've seen anyway. So I don't know. True. I, I, I'm not arguing that. I, I agree with that. But I mean, he's only posted once on Twitter, right? How does the staggy guy think we're liberals? Do you understand what you're watching? No, apparently wow. not. Okay. Anyway, he's fucking retarded. And I'm about thoroughly done with them. him. Okay. I'm not even going to pay attention to him. I give all right. Class. Sounds good. He's a turd. Yeah. Um, all right. So you have another Twitter story there? But no, this one's Trump actually about back. Soros. Fun. Secret of Soros funded group works behind the scenes with Biden administration on policy documents show a secret of backed uh, by millions of dollars from liberal billionaire George Soros is working behind the scenes with the President Biden's administration to shape policy documents reviewed by Fox News. Uh, Governing Up for Impact or GFI. A veiled group boasts that its internal memo is implementing more than 20 of its regulatory agenda items as it were uh, works to reverse Trump era deregulations by zoning, education, environmental, healthcare, housing, and labor issues. Uh, Open Society is proud to support the governing of the impact efforts to uh, protect American workers, consumers, patients, students, and the environment through uh, policy reform. Tom Perrell, uh, executive director for Soros Open Society Foundations, told Fox News Digital. So anyway, long story short, this motherfucker keeps bringing his head up above the sand to show us that, hey, look, I'm still in charge. You're not, but I am. And I think it's just absolutely nuts. Cannot fucking believe it's going on. Really? You can't believe it's going on? No, I can, I guess. I believe it. I, I just, wow. It just get gets worse. Um, however, it does get worse on the home front. And if you're using Google, which I hope some of you are uh, in the aspect of um, the staggy fuck. I hope you use Google, you faggot. Um, don't worry about it. It's not too bad. Google went woke with a new search engine launch. Did you hear about this one? Uh, DuckDuckGo, inclusive language. Oh, no, no I it's Google. About this, about so when you write something, yeah, it'll, it'll recommend a correction. Yes. So politically if, correct terminology. If you go in and you actually type in on Google now, like... Uh, one small step for mankind, one giant leap, one small or step one for small man. step, small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yeah, it will highlight mankind and man and recommend rephrasing it. So to what? Using proper pronouns. Um, and and not the original quote from Neil Armstrong that Correct. he didn't actually make. Correct. Okay. All right. Just checking. Uh, it, it'll do it to all of your speech. Apparently, I don't know. Uh, using typing the word "landlord" will give you a warning. May not be inclusive to all readers. Landlord. Yep. 
okay. Is there a I don't know. more politically no. correct Gender term specific terms such as policeman, housewife should also be replaced by police officers and stay at home spouses. Stay at home spouses? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. What about homeschool mom? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have that in here. I'm well, just that's going bad. with what's in the fucking, I don't know. Look, bitch at home. <laughs> How's that? I don't think that Google would recommend that. Anyway, uh, but Google is doing this. Uh, go, woke, go broke. Uh, that was El Numero Uno. Somebody posted one of the first comments on this fucking stupid thing. Was, Fantastic. As soon as it happened, uh, it was hysterical because yeah, go, woke, go broke. Do they and do it in emails too, or just in search bar? Uh, like if you're typing in Gmail, a Google email, I don't know. I, I, I would have to think that possibly, uh, it was this jackass thinks you're an infantryman. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, whatever I, homo I, I, anybody um, want to anybody want to clue why uh, this this jackass in on on what i don't know if they can see the it army? because that's in i already fucking booted him from twitch so i don't know if they can see it oh, okay we can see it because it's coming through Streamyard. gotcha he's already off twitch so okay he's yeah. not bugging anybody else except gotcha. for you so fantastic that's too funny uh one of the other things that i found absolutely hysterical i know justin also covered it today but i've got to say this this is just absolutely fucking a riot florida sheriff urges homeowners to shoot invaders to save the taxpayers money as long as they fall inside the property line you're god bless him god bless him it was uh castle doctrine god bless hey him. that's our one of our favorite laws here in georgia uh i you know Stag, you want to come up here and break in? Please do me a favor. Yeah, please. come on. Drive yeah. your faggot ass up yeah. here to fucking Georgia and Between I'll fucking make sure you're taken care of. But. My Irish wolfhound and the alligator in the pond. I think we're in the clear. Yeah, you okay. disappear. Yeah, real quick, fast in a hurry. All right. Anyway, um, Durham. <laughs> you ready for some more Durham? Not really. No? You sure? But actually, I, I've read a little bit more about like what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot more in those documents that we need to go through, but I haven't done it yet because I haven't had the time. Yeah. And there's an awful there's lot. lot more. Yeah. Like he is now not just going after. He's going after the, the, the Clinton He's going campaign. after the Clinton campaign. Absolutely. Actual, yeah. He really not is. just the Clinton campaign. So this uh, newest story out of the Washington Times uh, GPS Fusion employees emailed reporters unverified dirt on Trump for negative news stories. Yeah, I heard that this morning. Mm. I heard that. I heard uh, they've also now just got some more information from uh, uh, Uma about Uma, too. Really? Yes. Follow Uma. Yes. Very interesting. So we've got more coming on that. Yeah, there was. They've got a lot of stuff coming out about Uma and something else about uh, what's his name? Uh, the the dude that shot himself twice in the back of the head in DC, the kid that was Hillary's like chief of staff for a while. Seth rich. Yes. Yeah. They found a bunch no, no, of no. shit. He wasn't the one that was found on the park bench though. He was like, he was murdered on a street in DC. He wasn't considered a suicide. I don't think. One of them was considered some, a suicide. Yeah, one, it was some, a kid was. and he was shot twice in the back of the head, in the back of the head with yeah. a suicide note found on the ground. That's yeah, where yeah. everybody got that joke from. Yeah, no, I know. So I, I'm I, correct me if I don't think that was Seth Rich. I, I don't think it was wrong. Seth Rich either, but there's another kid that apparently there was a lot of shit that he was about to come out with. Yes. Like he was about to just drop and just let go yes. and just blow the top off this bitch. And it did not go well. 
it was obviously he was killed. So it was not obviously very well. I got to go through this stuff yet. There's a lot of stuff that just came out on it. They just, uh, Durham just released a whole bunch of documents on it, which I found really interesting that all of a sudden now he's releasing documents like he is. I'm interested to see where this goes again. Understand me folks. Although I say that Durham is actually attacking, um, I hold no hope for the justice department, nor do I hold any hope for any lawyer out there who says, Oh yeah, well, we're going to do this. Okay. Well you go do it. Uh, but I'm now, I am the state of Missouri now show me because I'm not playing this game anymore where I believe you wholeheartedly. And then I turn around, I look like a jackass because I said something cause I believed you. I don't believe anymore. You've got to show me. I am fucking goddamn the state of Missouri. Show me. You don't pull this bullshit. Don't try and tell me, oh yeah, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to work out. No, show me, do it. Stop talking about it. Just go do it. If you're going to fucking indict her, indict her. Go fucking indict Hill Dog. No shit. You got enough on her already. Jesus Honestly, Christ. I, I'm trying to go through her her kill list and it's so fucking long. I can't find the dude. Holy shit. What's his, uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Um, hmm. uh, it was funny because Putin uh, did, uh, he dropped a tweet or something. It was, uh, it wasn't a tweet. It was something else. I forgot what he did, but he said something like, oh, you guys really want Hillary's emails? Yeah. I was like, when I heard that yeah. one, that Putin's now threatening to release Hillary's emails. Well, Putin, just do it, dude. No shit. Stop holding back. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Her open source fucking server. Yeah, please go That's ahead. It. Just do it. I mean, look, if, if he I'm like Nike, bud, maybe China do it. Will or, or Iran or, or North Korea, who anyone, anyone could release her emails at this point. Just, fucking I, I do mean, it. just do it. Bring it on. I'm like Nike B. I, I just do it. Yep. Amazing. So, so, uh, but the Kremlin, uh, obviously there's been some interesting developments. I don't know if anybody's seen this. I don't believe there's a war going on in Ukraine, as you all know, but, um, this Ooh. is a, a startup to this. Yeah. I heard and about this, this kind of, uh, uh, drums up a little bit more interesting stuff because NATO engages a war with Russia using Ukraine as its proxy, Russians say. Uh, the Kremlin criticized North Atlantic Treaty Organization for engaging in a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine, which mm, I don't really completely believe it, but NATO is trying to flex a little bit of its nutsack. Not a lot, but a little bit. If NATO essentially engages in a war with Russia through a proxy, and is arming what the proxy war means. Russia Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, in a wide-ranging interview broadcast on Russian state television on Monday, he repeated that the Russian stance for a legitimate to target weapons provided by Ukraine's Western allies. Lavrov claimed that the risk of nuclear war is considerable now. Yep. You don't really just go into that and just say that when you're talking to countries that have more nuclear weapons uh than you do but apparently he did um and this is after uh lloyd austin there the inevitable indebitable lloyd austin who's such a fucking superhero no he's not he's a fucking retard and his little fucking butt boy um the staggy 13 yeah yeah <laughs> abe lincoln it's like ace and gary from the <sighs> incredibly gay duo uh <laughs> rolled over there with abe lincoln and fucking that douchebag sitting there talking what type of confidence do you think was apparently that raised didn't go very well yeah it was not it didn't the, the meeting didn't go very well at all it was a uh, big uh yeah they, they didn't nothing burger as they, the they, liberal media would call it Zelensky's used to a better blowjob being gay and all yeah 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 so i'm pretty sure that one's out 
I mean, I thought Lloyd Austin would, you know, be okay there, but apparently he, he didn't measure up to what Zelensky was used to. So do you know who the real housewife star Ziggy is? Uh, no, I've never watched that. Okay. Not once. Uh, apparently all the real housewives, um, are Trump supporters. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. But they stay silent to keep their jobs. Yeah. Um, most people are Trump supporters, but stay silent to keep their jobs. That's Why hysterical news. I, I just find that, uh, uh, almost pretty funny. Okay. You want to hear something even funnier? This is a win for you. Oh, I know. Uh, I heard this. This is a, this is a win for you. All right. Camel toe tested positive for COVID-19 again. Didn't she just have it like a month Three ago? Times. Yeah. Two months ago, something like yeah. that. Not very long ago. This is her third time having it. But it's okay because she isn't considered a close contact to Biden. <laughs> That's such a win for you, babe, because you've been saying for yeah. from the beginning, they can't even be in the same room together. No, I know. So um, now the rest of the world knows it too, because I mean, literally, holy shit. Uh, she's exhibited no symptoms while isolating and continue to work from the vice president's residence. She will follow CDC guidelines and the advice of her physicians. Uh, Alan added that Harris will return to the White House when she tests negative. Harris is fully vaccinated and doubly boosted. So she got COVID the last time after her first booster and she got COVID this time after her second booster. I guess so. Amazing how that works, huh? Um, so um, she was tested Tuesday morning as part of her regular testing in her office. And it's the first, it says this is the first time Harris has received a positive test result. Yeah, no, that's not possible. That's not true because she said COVID twice before. So she said, but according to USA Today, this is the first time Harris has received a positive mm. result. But she just claimed COVID like a month ago to get out of some something, something or other, some event or some shit. Interesting. Isn't it Interesting. though? Isn't it though? Hmm. Just saying. Um, so yeah, let's see. Um, Harris's recent test positive test could throw a wrench in several Senate votes this week where she would serve as the tie-breaking vote. Well, why don't they actually try and get some legislation passed that's legitimately bipartisan instead of having to rely on the corrupted vice president in order to get past whatever bills they want? No shit. Right? Well, not, not only that, it, 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 Okay, so I'm not sure you all know because we talked about it the other day. I think on Monday, this is kind of ballooned over. It's kind of been muted in most of the conspiracy, not even the conspiracy circles, but most of the news circles out there. How bad this is that Biden right now has world leaders that won't even talk to him. You know that that whole idea of keeping the the Biden folks good you know, or not the Biden folks, but, you know, world leaders as a whole, you always keep your channels open so you can always talk. Uh, when you stop taking phone calls from people, that's a problem. Yeah. Right now, Saudi Arabia, uh, obviously France. Russia, France won't take any phone calls from, um, yeah. apparently, uh, uh, Israel won't talk to him. Nobody wants to talk to Biden. That's a problem. Nobody really, nobody wants to talk to Harris either. That's a whole other issue in and out of itself. Forget the fact that fucking nobody wants to talk to Biden, but nobody really wants to talk to her. And then his staff goes over there and they receive less than stellar, you know, I'll give you this. Okay. Eh, Trump wasn't the greatest guy, most gifted guy in, when he talked to people. However, his Depends people talk to 
his people went over there and they were always treated with respect, always treated with dignity. They were never, ever just shit can much like what just happened to Abe Lincoln. Well, the ambiguously gay duo, uh, both, both Ace and Gary that went over there and dealt with everything in Ukraine. But I, I just find it really odd how there are no countries currently talking to the United States almost in a, I'd have to say a red dawn scenario. Because if you yeah. remember the beginning of, I'm not talking about the new one, but the old 1980s one uh, with one. Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, the real one. Uh, that's how it started off. They talked. They were talking in the classroom, in the history classroom, about how no one was talking to the president of the United States. No other country. There was no other outlet for these other countries or for anybody else. Uh, can't disagree there. Really can't disagree on that one. That's interesting to see. It's uh, more interesting to say, but very interesting to see. I just, wow, the fuck else is going to go on? How, how much worse is this going to get from the Biden administration? And we kind of blew over it, but it wasn't really a great big story then, but it's definitely now not a, it, it's definitely gotten worse. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing, well, uh, before we get to this, why don't you play this, this next clip here? Because uh, we were talking the other day about the stolen Valor guy, Malcolm Nance, Right. Who's <laughs> he's gone to fight. He's gone to fight the Russians in Ukraine. Yeah. He's a fucking hero. Not so. And the whole st stolen dollar part of this. Right. And they keep calling him an Intel officer. Yeah. He's not, he wasn't, he was enlisted as a linguist. Now he might've been an NCO, but tell me, babe, uh, as an NCO, if I had called you a, an officer, yeah, I've been a little pissed. Off. Yeah. Right. You kind of take offense to that. Yeah. Like, no, um, don't tell me get babe as a, as specifically an Intel guy, you, you, you like Malcolm Nance claiming he's one of y'all. No, no, not so much. I didn't think so. All right. So go ahead and, and uh, play this clip. Cause it's quite hysterical. Oh, I did that. Fighting side by side with Ukrainian forces is the International Legion of Defense of Ukraine that was created by President Zelensky to protect the people of Ukraine from the Russian invasion and to fight for global security. Among this multinational group of about 20,000 fighters is former U.S. Naval Intel officer and former national security analyst Malcolm Nance, who is joining us now from Western Ukraine. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us. And I know that you've answered this question many times, but I think it's the most important question to be asked here, which is why did you decide I need to go and I need to fight? Well, I was here about a month before the invasion. I was doing analysis of the Russian order of battle. I was actually driving the routes that we suspected that they would have to use in the invasion. I spent a lot of time in the city of Kyiv and I even went with the commanders of the, Rus of the Ukrainian armed forces down to their forward battlefront in Donetsk. And uh, I met people that I knew here, people who were graduates of Defense Language Institute, a school which I'm a multi-time multi graduate from. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I couldn't believe that Russia was going to commit this multi-trillion dollar mistake of savaging a very modern Western country. And, you know, it's really not a question of NATO that they attacked for. It's a question of democracy. And this was a, a relatively well-off, uh, you know, you know, East, uh, Western European country. Uh, and so when the invasion happened and my friends were calling me and saying they were going to die because of the intensity of the attacks, uh, you know, I wasn't just going to sit on television anymore, 
give my opinion, point to dots on the map. Uh, they made a call for people with. Uh, is, isn't that exactly what you're doing right now? You fucking moron. Please don't play the whole five minutes of this. I, I can't. I just wanted to. I mean, right there, formal naval, naval intelligence officer. And he said at the. If you go back here, uh, I'm just going to show you some things real the, quick. The linguistic school that he hold went on, to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, right there. That is a naval enlisted uniform. Well, uh, I am. Okay. That right there. He was a chief petty officer. Why, why all the big medals? Uh, because he was using, wearing a dress uniform that day for some but reason. Just, I mean, when you wear your dress uniform, you don't have all those fucking clinky uh, medals hanging from, I, I mean, could. you can, but it's just showing off. Yeah. It's not, it's pointless. It, it really, really is showing off. I mean, he's got, uh, he, he's an enlisted puke and it's just worse. And, and he talks and you about know it like but he's the, such a hardcore. But the big like, medals make it look like there's more than there actually are. And by the way, Sparky boy, that was, uh, what I just threw was a whisper cruise missile yes <laughs> i i did i did just nuke him so he's going no, no he, yeah well no but he's the cruise missile listener. who were graduates of defense language institute a school which i'm a multi multi-time graduate from and uh you know i've i i couldn't believe that russia was going to commit this multi-trillion dollar mistake of savaging a very modern western country and you know it's really not a question of nato that they attacked for it's a question of democracy and this was a, a relative i gotta say something i don't know if anybody knows any seals out there uh but do me a favor uh that is a seal emblem right there on his shoulder uh i know you guys can't see my cursor cursor circling around it it's a round thing on his uh right arm uh so if you think about him if i remember correctly sitting properly that is a seal emblem uh, that's a with trident, trident with a globe, and it looks like that's an Enswick patch right there. Um, and it says something down here. Looks like seals, something seals. Anyway, he's wearing a seal patch. Uh, I I hope some uh, some seals see that, and uh, somebody calls his dumb ass out for yeah, fucking being an idiot. If, if I remember when Josh told me the story, I believe he said that um, he tried to join the seals, and they kicked him out after like a very short period of time, like a day or two or some shit like that. Uh, and not as an actual seal, but like attached as their linguist and they wouldn't even have him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure because he's just a fucking, he's turd. a complete moron. He, he, yeah, he is. Anyway. All right. Moron. So yeah, I can't watch. I, please don't make us watch any more of this. I just wanted to, to point out once again, um, Malcolm Nance is standing with Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah saving the world. That's what he's doing. That what a fucking, fucking fag. What a, Anyway, um, either way, okay, he's gone. Yeah, um, and so is Malcolm Nance now. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, this is interesting. Um, Flu-like symptoms, including headache and sore throat, are signs of myocarditis. Did you know that? No, I've never heard that before. Yeah, apparently. Um, so you know, we know what myocarditis is. Obviously, uh, it's the inflammation of the heart muscle, um, which is, according to this, caused most of the time by a viral infection. No, actually, it's now caused most of the time by the vaccine. Um, in rare cases, myocarditis is the result of a toxic reaction to a medication. That's as close as they come in this story uh, from Express UK that this is from the jab. Um, but now they're saying basically if you – if you feel symptoms similar to those of the flu, headache, fever, sore throat, joint pain, and diarrhea, you you may have myocarditis. 
All right. I got to say this. This is coming I can't, in. I can't even. This is coming in from the pilled side. And this is just really funny because uh, Mark Jason Walker, uh, great. Uh, this guy's been in the chat the whole time. He's pretty funny, actually. He said, uh, that seal, the three spikes, that's uh, that's called a trident. Yeah, that's why I know that. But may he run into the Spetsnaz or uh, Chechen Special Forces soon. <laughs> I completely agree. Holy shit, dude. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, and here's here's another one. Uh, Moderna says they've redesigned the COVID vaccine to produce stronger immunity against Omicron than the current shots. And you know, they can do that because it's still under emergency authorization. So they can change the, um, the, the makeup of the vaccine itself. Basically yep. they can yep. add or detract, they can change it however they want. Like what they initially came out with can be entirely different. Now they can add uh fucking, snake venom or or more or less spike proteins or whatever they want so in this case um they've uh they're developing a vaccine that targets 32 mutations present in omicron i'm sure that's gonna go well so yeah i'm i'm not uh i'm not looking looking forward to that one so uh, i'm sure that's gonna be yet another booster they're gonna say oh no you've had five shots already but now we have a new vaccine for the last variant, e even though we're past that variant now by the time this comes out. But that's okay. Take this booster, too, because you're not dead yet. Yeah. And it's going to get worse, folks. It's never going to get better. If you notice how this is working, it's never going to get any better. Um, and real quick, another guy who's pulling at my heartstrings over here, which is making me laugh uh, and pilled as well. He said, uh, Sergeant Peterson says, I would never fight under another flag. That guy is, in my opinion, a traitor. I completely absolutely. agree uh absolutely and i i know where you got that from sir sergeant peterson i understand your your name there that's uh well done sir touche i would give you uh that is uh, just outstanding but this guy is just a retard so it, it doesn't change nothing he really is but you know what what else was concerning he said the lots of people from his linguistics class, he'd seen lots of people that he knew from that school in ukraine I don't believe him. How many soldiers are, how many American soldiers uh, either active or retired are actually in Ukraine right now? I, I don't know. I'd be really I curious. I saw that one video that you played of a guy. He was like a tanker or something or a mechanic or some shit like that. Yeah. Obviously he never seen real, real combat, but he goes and he goes over there and he says, yeah, fuck that. I ain't going out there to die. They're pushing them. Most of the foreign fighters, they're pushing right up to the front lines. Yeah. Except and, for Malcolm Nance because he's, you know, big guy in CNN. Yeah. So that's it. He yeah. brings the CNN cameras with him. Plus, you know, they need him to to tell what caliber the cruise missiles are and where they're going to strike and, and how far between them they're going to come. Yes. Uh, Reddit retards. Couldn't, could, couldn't agree more there, Sparky boy. Uh, yeah, and it is this this stuff with all of the shit. If you look at any of it, the vaccine, right? Okay, well, we're gonna have a new. How many new variants do you think are gonna come from COVID? I mean, it depends on when they shut down the Wuhan lab. I was thinking the same thing, or I was thinking when we start when somebody finally breaks out and says, "Hey, look, our own government's doing this to us." Yeah, absolutely. What are the possibilities that that is actually happening? What are the possibilities that the fucking guy is actually that our government is allowing this to happen to us? When is that going to come out? When are we going to find that one out? Because you know when we stop getting the 
the variance is when somebody actually breaks that story and proves that story alone that, Hey, look, we are going to, we we're getting the variance from our own government. Our government is giving us the variance. I'm just waiting to find out when all of that actually hits the news and becomes mainstream media becomes mainstream news where we're going to be sitting here going, okay, so is this it? Is this the hill we go to die on? Well, is this the, is this where we pull back our, our being nice pin or our happy-go-lucky pin and go fuck people up on a ultra altruistic level? I mean, when do we do this? And I, I think this shit is crazy. And real quick, just because I, I just saw somebody else's post, and I saw this before. I just didn't read it because the doctor was still talking at the time. Yeah, there, BT. BT Wallace. BT said, I went to the urgent care clinic on Sunday. I, it was I thought a sinus it, infection. It was a sinus infection. Doc said it could be COVID. So take five days off from work and here's a script for antibiotics. Seriously, that is a great point. Holy shit. What the fuck, Doc? Yeah. I mean, really, I, I don't. Again, when are we going to stop? Everything's going to be COVID unless you know your doctor doesn't believe in COVID. So now you're going to have to go out and interview your doc before you get them. And, and let me tell since you your doc said it could be COVID, now you you legit can't go back to work for five days, even if yep. you wanted to. Yep. And not only that, imagine this now. Now we're going to have to interview our, our medical professionals before we go see them. Honestly, though, we, we should have been doing that this entire time. Oh, no disagreement there. I completely I mean, agree. With I mean, really think, think about it. Right. When, all right, all right buddy, I got it. <laughs> so our dog wants to get back on the camera. Yes. He, cause he's such a sweetheart. Oh, um, God, and he's wait, so big. Run. I know he goes uh, back to, he goes back to the vet next week. He's going to be like 50 pounds already. Oh my God. Um, which will be like a quarter of his full weight. But, uh, <laughs> look, look at me. Giant paws. <laughs> so Giving kisses. Um, Really, I mean, seriously though, when when you hire a, a new accountant, someone to take care of your money, right? You you interview them. You yeah. want to make sure they're credible. Um, that's your finances, right? When you when you go to that's your retirement, yeah. When you go to buy a new car, you research all the cars, right? You you want to make the best deal possible. Exactly. You want to uh, you want to be out there in the beginning and. and but, I, I just, but then when you go to a doctor, you just go to whatever one your insurance company is going to pay for. Exactly. You don't ask them where they went to school, nope. what their GPA was, what any any of their beliefs are. Have they been pushing opioids on people? Um, have were, they, were they part of the opioid pandemic yeah. or did they just decide all of a sudden, well... Have they ever had any malpractice, insurance, uh, malpractice claims against them? Um, what's their life to death ratio? How many patients did they lose to COVID? How many patients have they saved? Exactly. 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 I, I think all of this shit, uh, I think all of this shit is so fucking important that we don't even realize that we don't do that. Yeah. Like, look, all the guys in the military know this. We don't have a fucking choice. You go see a doctor and the doctor fucking tells you, hey, look, you're my patient now. That's it. You don't have a choice to interview. However, having seen the one thing I think civilian medical establishments have over the military is I just get stuck saddled with a doctor uh, where you all have a choice. Uh, granted, it's not much of one. Don't get me wrong. Don't understand what I'm saying. I, it's not much of one, but you have a choice. I just can't walk into my doctor's office and be like, well, I don't like you. 
I want a second opinion. I have to fight tooth and nail for a second opinion. Yeah, no, normally I'm the one that has to go in and be like, I don't like you. He wants a second opinion. <laughs> we have to do the same thing now. I think it's gotten to that level where we have to do the same thing now with doctors. Yeah, I agree. And I, this has just gotten to the point where it's almost ridiculous. And I, I, I can't get my, I can't wrap my head around why we're so, we're almost trained to the, to the extent that it's, it's like if somebody tells you and they have a degree hanging on the wall, folks, I have a degree. My degree is in flight missile technician. Okay. It's a job I'll only do once. But if I told you, because I have a degree and you may or may not, and I told you that, Hey, you've got to do this because of that, I'm pointing at my degree. Yeah, I, my degree says you have to do that. When do you stop and say, well, wait a minute, why? Yeah, I, I'm thinking that in America, we should start questioning. I, don't get me wrong. I say question everything. But now I'm really saying question everything. We need to question everything. Your doctor, uh, your the technician who comes to work on your house. You know, I was asked today, this lady, she was so fucking first time that I've ever dealt. This was really funny, actually, because I've been to the house next door and the house next door. That was not a pretty appointment because they wanted me to wear a mask while I was in their garage. And I told them, no, I said, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not fucking. No, no, no. First of all, I'm vaccinated, but forget all of that. I'm outside. I'm not coming inside your house. I don't want your kids around me. I don't want you around me. I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm not wearing a mask. The husband came out, tried to be, play like, oh, come on, dude. Can't you? Nope. Nope. Sure can't. I will not do it. Okay. Well, look, I'll keep her inside. Good. You do that. Deal with your wife. I, I, I don't care. Deal with your wife. You, that sounds like a you issue, bud. That's not a me issue. So I worked on the garage door, got it done. I go to this appointment today. This was that appointment where I had that lady. That was a bunch of months ago and yeah, it was not pretty. I got, I didn't get, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but my boss understood what I was saying. But I was like, look, I don't fucking care. I'm not wearing a mask for him. I'm not going inside their house. I'm sitting outside in their garage. The garage door is open. I honestly don't give a flying fuck. Anyway, long story short today, I went to the house right next door, which was really funny because I was almost scared to ask the lady, Hey, how'd you find out about us? And, uh, but I did it anyway, because I was like, fuck it. What's she going to do? Right. Yeah. So I asked her, I go, so, Hey, how'd you find out about us? Oh, the cunt next door. And right <laughs> when she said that, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I said, okay, that's awesome. So we're good. But I mean, these are the questions like, like yeah. she asked me, she goes, so how much is it going to cost when I explained to her what I had to do and how much it was going to cost? She said, okay, well, that's a lot better than what I heard. And I said, well, what did you hear? It's like, well, and she started talking about next door. And that's when I, I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. But no, when she said, oh, the cunt next door told me not to go with you guys. So normally every time she tells me not to go with somebody, I go with them anyway, because normally that's the way it's supposed to be. That's fantastic. So I, that's the way it should be. That's and, a great recommendation. And I tell you what, if there's one thing I learned from that lady today is if your neighbor says, and your neighbor's a huge liberal and she says, Hey, don't go with these people because they don't wear their masks. Go with them yeah. because normally they're the ones that are going to save you money. And normally they're the ones that are going to take care of you when it comes down to bill time. Uh, like what, what did, what did Wix fix and said, I, I just, just went to my PC, PC after nine months primary care after nine months i had to wear a mask have not worn one in over a month my blood pressure skyrocketed i kept getting this look and feeling from staff because i was angry about the mask issue i'm sure they put it in my notes I, i'm absolutely I, i've done it too I, same thing i mean the same thing happened to me last time i went to the doctor just just the other day and i had to wear a mask and my blood pressure was much higher than normal and i was like it's because i can't fucking breathe 
And my doctor was like, you know, you can take the mask off. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I, be quiet, Seamus, because I literally couldn't breathe. Uh, the dog is barking at the bone. So forget us. Uh, she's seriously barking at his bone. And this is great too. Uh, Abelo less chicken. <laughs> a boneless, a boneless chicken. I'm trying to uh, pronounce your name properly. I know okay. I'm going to fuck it up. Only Don't 20 actually are in the careers they were first trained for via college or trade schools. Absolutely. That's Hold on. very, very true. That is extremely true. And uh, and Mark, yes, you're absolutely right. That's because when you're in the military, they own you and they have custody over you, and that's very unfortunate. And I completely agree. You're absolutely right. Um, but I, I just, it is what it is. Uh, what's this? We'll post stuff. Oh God, that's hysterical. Oh, sorry dogs, you're too loud. All right. So if you remember, and I'm sure you do, uh, Taylor Lorenz doxed um, lives of TikTok, remember? In the Washington Post? Yep. And posted her address or her real estate license number on there, which links directly to her address. And then- Oh, tell me that she fucking did something. No, like no, 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 it's fucking hysterical. No, wait till you see this shit. Um, All right, let's let it talk. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We're so, gonna let it yes, do, do this, the talk. This is, this is amazing. And and no, you gotta oh, change shit. it over. Yeah, so, um, I didn't do that yet. Give so, me a second. <laughs> so anyway- um, I got stuck by pilled. They, were, they well, were having a good chat over And here. then the Washington Post came out and defended Taylor Lorenz saying, no, she didn't dox her. Yeah, she fucking did. She literally linked the, the like her direct address on there. Completely doxed her. Um, and a couple people have had serious issue with that, specifically Tim Pool and the Daily Wire. So, so let's see what this what is they what did. they did. This will be now. Good. There's no audio on this, so I'm going to say there's a big. This is on. This is in Times Square. This is a major billboard in Times Square that says, "Hey, Waypo, democracy dies in darkness. That's why we're shining a light on you." Hold on. Uh, that's why we're shining. Uh, Taylor Lorenz doxed at libs of TikTok at Timcast. So, hey, Waypo. Wow. And it hey, just Washington keeps... Post, democracy dies in darkness. That's why we're shining a light on you. Taylor Lorenz docked at libs of TikTok. Doxed, doxed at, at libs of TikTok. TikTok. And oh. it's just playing continuously in Times Square. Well, that's great. Calling them out for I being wish, fucking liars. I wish they would dox fucking, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, whoever the owner of fucking uh, Washington, uh, well, the Washington Post is fucking, what's his name? Um, uh, the Amazon owner, um, Bezos. Yeah. Bezos. Yeah. 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 He owns so Washington I Post. wish somebody would dox Bezos home address, phone number, the whole bit, his email address, which one, all of them, just get as many as you can. Right. Fuck it. Go with it. Yeah. So it was really funny today. I also, this was another instance I had today because I, first of all, I don't know who the lady was, but I met a lady today who apparently listens to us because she could hear me, uh, at a job site I was at through the wall and she came out and she goes, I know, I know your voice. She's like, you're not Mick, are you? And I said, awesome. yeah. She goes, holy shit, I listen to you all the night. You're in my house. So anyway, for that woman, congratulations. You had me in your Fantastic. house. Fantastic. It'll be fun. Awesome. Um, it was funny, but um, really funny. But uh, anyway, I'm sitting there at a light today. I have my window down. I had my earbuds in. I'm fucking like listening to whatever podcast I normally listen to throughout the day. However, it's 12 or 13 of them. Anyway. This lady like leans over and she goes and she rolls down her window and I don't understand what possessed her to do this, but she rolls down her window and she looks at me and she goes, Hey, you don't feel weird not wearing a mask. 
And like, I didn't hear the first time. So I take my earbud out. So I'm like, cause I got those new, like funky ones for there, you can't hear anything. AirPod pros, yeah. the, uh, the ones that actually have complete the noise, noise cancellation. cancellation. Yeah. And they actually work. So if you don't have them, I'll, I'll give Apple this. They actually made a pair of ear, earbuds that are actually worth it. I hate it. So I, I, I looked God at forbid her. I don't answer him when I have my earbuds in, but no. Anyway, go ahead. I took the air AirPod out and I looked over at her and I was just like, what'd you say? And she goes, Hey, you, you don't feel where mind you, she's wearing a mask. Of course she is. She's got one hanging from her rear view mirror. Of course she does. She's got one on her face. Yeah. She's alone in her car. Of course she is. And I she's like, Hey, you don't feel weird not wearing a mask. And I looked at her, I said, No, not at all. A matter of fact, if I wore a mask and I was alone in my car, I'd feel like a fucking retard. And I rolled my window up <laughs> and I turned the AC back on oh. and I drove along. And she just sat there looking. I I I don't know if she was on her phone probably or she was just in stun, but she was just probably. sitting there going. Yeah. Like everybody's beeping behind her because we were at a light and there was like a stack of traffic behind us. And she was just like, she just, I yes. didn't know what to say. I was just like, yes, absolutely. It's like wearing a Kill condom alone in bed. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. And then wait. Okay. Not only that, it's like wearing a condom alone in bed, jerking off, taking the condom off and then putting it back on. Yes. Hey, why why did you do it in the first place seriously that's what like you wear a mask right well, it feels you, good you sneeze into it you take it off you stick it in your pocket and then you put it back on it's the same fucking thing yeah i i don't know i, can't, I, I, I just can't thought even. that was the dumbest shit i've ever heard and so uh, ridiculous of course where am i when i did this it was downtown of course you were so oh, I, I mean i you know i was out in the island the other day and i was rolling around through you know in and around our old neighborhood yeah and there's a new flagpole on the block we used to live on. Yeah. And the flagpole now says, we just all need to get along. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's got like all the different colors, the gay pride flag, and it has the LGBTQI, blah, 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 whatever numbers now. Not in front of our old house, is it? No, it's down the road. But I mean, it's like, really? Really? I, what just happened to the island? I remembered. We we were keeping it conservative and now it just went lived hard. Uh, I just remember where I've seen Staggy before I was watching tarot reader but stopped when she started claiming her pronouns his username was staghorn druid excellent fantastic okay okay staggy getting busted out before i booted his ass i love it um, hey when i just so you know sparky boy from now on in the future when i say that the operation blueberry duck farts is on just dump his ass yeah that just means get rid of the faggot okay or the retard good um all right. I, I considered saving this for a Saturday, but I, I think that maybe this coming Saturday we should continue on the the queue, looking at the queue from from possibly future. Possibly. Anyway, uh, we'll see. Um, but it, what's the thing about government programs? They never go away. Right. They never really get they shut down. They never really right? get shut down. They're, they're never really defunct. If you've ever watched they? a Bourne movie, that's what happens yeah. to experimental uh, government programs from the CIA. They never, ever get shut down. So newly released government documents reveal details about bizarre secret research programs. Hmm. Um, and this 9 is 9 PM there, QE boy. This is from bro Bible. Okay. Uh, nearly 1600 pages of documents from the now defunct advanced aerospace threat identification program, AATIP, were recently released. Why would they defunct a, an advanced aerospace threat identification program? Why, why would they get rid of that? I, I don't we, think they we did. We no longer have threats from 
space? I, I, I don't. Yeah, think I don't think did. they did either. So among the dozens of pages are scientific research papers, reports, proposals, contracts, presentations, briefings, and memos related to the program. Um, so this came out under FOIA. Which is really interesting. So uh, back in 2020, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid admitted publicly that for years Congress had used a black budget for studying UFOs. The programs called the Advanced Aerospace Threat and Identification Program and the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Applications Program were run through a company called Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, which worked alongside the Pentagon. Along with that revelation came numerous others from Luis Elizondo, the former head of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So now nearly 1,600 pages of new documents, blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, so obtained by Vice, so random, under FOIA, that was filed four years ago, reveal even more about now defunct secret government programs, um, including a report on invisibility cloaking. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No. Among the strange studies being conducted by the AAWSAP were invisibility cloaking, traversable wormholes, stargates, negative energy, anti-gravity, high-frequency gravitational wave communications, warp drive, dark energy, the manipulation of extra dimensions, and a proposal to tunnel a hole through the moon using nuclear explosions. Those all sound like fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let me let me put it to you this way real quick. Yeah. Just just a just on the invisibility. Cloaking. Okay. Yeah. Back in the 80s, yeah. they started a program in the army. Um GERD. It, hold on. It was a uh application that they were testing. It was a camouflage suit. And it was an all-white plastic suit. Okay. This plastic suit had viruses in between layers in the plastic. Okay. And what the viruses did, the problem with the suit was this, they could never ever figure out how to make the back. It was awesome. It worked great. So for instance, if they, if I wanted to become this picture behind me, I would just stand here with my back to it. And in the front of the suit, it would turn me exactly the colors that are back here with all the. the Sounds like a lizard chameleon technology. Yes. And on the back, it was still straight white. So they could never, ever get it to where the whole suit would be interactive, but they could get the front to go camouflage, so to speak, or turn into the environment behind you. But the the back, they could never figure out. The white always stayed white. The one thing I always thought about this program, the first time I ever heard about this program, I sat there and I scratched the side of my head and I said, well, what happens if you get shot? Now all those viruses are inside you. Yeah. No shit. Who knows what the fuck? You might have had like a golden hour. Like we talk about in military medicine, the golden hour is the hour to get you back to primary care. Um, but that hour just got decreased by... By 50, 57 minutes. No shit. So now you have three minutes to get back to primary care. You're dead. And get an ejection of like some straight antiviral fucking shit that will stop your body from turning into liquid shit. I, I just never well, saw that. Uh, and specifically on the cloaking, it says, um, quote, perfect cloaking devices are impossible because they require materials where the speed of light approaches infinity. However, cloaking devices that make objects invisible to microwave-based sensors, such as radars and motion detectors, are definitely within the reach of present technology. Hmm. So, and then uh, about tunneling through the moon, um, 
CERN, yes, uh, Mark, yes, CERN yeah. is a possibility in oh, figuring oh, some oh, of this oh, shit out. Oh, yeah, especially like the uh, uh, wormholes, stargates, negative energy, anti-gravity, high-frequency gravitational wave communications, warp drive, dark energy, the manipulation of extra dimensions, I believe all stem from CERN. Um, but this, uh, okay, in a report on negative mass uh, propulsion, the authors propose a plan to look for extremely lightweight materials in the center of the moon that may be 100,000 times lighter than steel, but still have the strength of steel. So they're going to blast a tunnel through the lunar crust and mantle to get to a metal that may or may not actually be there. No, yeah. I'm done. Uh, yeah, no, that's just pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, you know what? So it, I, I think this actually fits tonight. Mr. Madison, what you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may, and may God, God have mercy on your soul. Excellent. That is our government right there. Okay. A simple wrong would have done just fine. <laughs> but uh, you remain one. So, yeah, I think that fit. <laughs> okay. It's a little long, but I'll take it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I, 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 I can't. I, I can't. That's just so ridiculous. But it doesn't surprise me in the least because it's all the stuff that we've seen in science fiction movies for years. So, of course, they've been working on it because science fiction movies take their fantasy from reality. Um, no, they take their fantasy and then make them reality. For instance, the flip phone came from the fucking little thing that Captain Kirk always used, the tricorder that would he could talk back to. Dude, they were using that shit in the 60s. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's my point. Yeah. They, they take that and they make that reality. That's where it comes from. They literally um, had cell phones in the 60s. I don't know if you guys know that, but they, they were like, there were people that used cell phones in the 60s. They just didn't give us the technology for another 40 years. What? The, oh, wait. Mark Johnson just posted something really crazy. The worship Shiva, the destroyer number 22 in Hinduism at CERN. Yeah. So we did a whole, a true really? episode. Yeah. We, that, that was oh, part oh, of the dance, oh, right? That's right. Yeah. That's the right, Statue Shiva. Right, so yep. we did a whole true spiracy episode on CERN and, um, someone was asking when true spiracy comes on. It's at 9 PM Eastern. Um, for those of you that are on, uh, watching us on red pill project, unfortunately, true spiracy does not broadcast on that platform because they have a competing show. So you can watch it on Twitch, rumble, D live or clout hub. Um, and uh but true spiracy 9 p.m eastern time uh eastern standard time and yeah so and that's where we shine the light on the darkest conspiracy theories yeah so, we, well we try to get into fun. them if we have if we don't know anything about them we try to learn something from yeah. somebody about them if we know something about them we talk about them and uh, there's all kinds of stuff like two, i got all kinds of hours. ideas coming up yeah uh, but like some of this stuff, like I, I actually saved that article because we're going to talk about that yeah. on Saturday. I think that's a, a good thing. And I, I think Saturday? we're going to do, uh, I'm attempting right now to get another phone in here, uh, so that we have a third phone and we're going to put out a number so you guys can call in if you guys want to call in during some of these true conspiracies, because I don't see a reason why we couldn't have people calling in and talking about Hell what's yeah. going on. Like a Twitter so, space. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I think we're going to do that. I think we're going to, we're going to move that way. Um, I'd like to see that. Hey, make my father's a nuclear engineer. He told me about the dance of the Shiva they do at CERN be because he's a part of the NRC. Really? <laughs> Fan fucking tastic. He's like a, this is a guy that I'd like to fucking bring 
no shit on just to talk to him because his father is a nuclear scientist or nuclear engineer at CERN. That's interesting to me. That uh, that's no type, shit. type of shit I'd like to talk about. But anyway, yeah, but this is all I wonder shit. how much he bitches about having to babysit college kids. No shit. Wipe right? their noses and wake them up in the morning. I bet he fucking warp speed, Captain. Oh yeah. Completely agree. I bet that pisses him off because I tell you what, when I man that that's the thing about being a manager anywhere you end up just fucking babysitting people that are younger than you the only difference between that and being a kindergarten teacher is you can cuss at them except sometimes you can't because then they get all pissy whatever well, i didn't give bitch, a shit but hurts anyway, anyway all right we're done yes uh like so share subscribe tomorrow night 6 p.m eastern yes. standard who do we have tomorrow night we have sandra hicks we're going to talk about growing your own food because it is prepping week here at the patriot party podcast podcast so uh growing your own food tomorrow um maybe and some medicines thursday, as well thursday we're going to talk about uh, uh breaking out of the indoctrination and how to be successful without going to college and uh the other uh building uh a faraday cage so and building a Faraday cage. Awesome. So you, you all get to learn a little bit about Faraday and how Faraday Sweet. worked and what his idea was. And I think that's the most important is to drop a Faraday cage around one of your rooms. I'd uh, make it your fucking, your fallback room. Yeah. Uh, we're your gonna, panic we're room. I'm building whatever. a safe room as we speak. So I'm going to fucking, uh, I'm going to fucking line it. I'm going to do all the shit to make it a fair, its own Faraday cage. Yep. I'm going to put my most important electronics in there that I don't want to get fried in the event of an EMP blast or some nuclear strike that happens to our country. You're trying to get laid tonight. You brought up EMP. Look at you. Yeah, well, you're going to have that. Is great. Either okay. way, um, <laughs> again, like, share, subscribe. Yes. Uh, we will be back 6 p.m. tomorrow night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Uh, so enjoy. And uh, till then, have a good night. And uh, watch your watching. asses. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Have fun.
Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life.